This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of NRL Boom Rookies. Alongside with me as always, he's no Superman, Mitch Doyle. Rude. That's quite, <laughs> quite harsh. Yeah, well, I don't know where that came from. It's, it's a harsh way to start the podcast. Sorry, we had Welcome like back, Mac Bunga. <laughs> we had an hour long, we had an hour long superhero chat we today. We did. And Balancing started... out the Mary Love from last week comes yeah. in with the slams already. <laughs> well, look, someone has to keep you grounded and it certainly is not Dale Roots, who just sat there and allowed that to happen look, last week. It, it's, uh, it's a special time of year You're for you. You're the Joe Paterno of the podcast. Oh, wow, that's a little <laughs> bit rapey. More of a Sweden, I thought, rather than... <laughs> <laughs> Switzerland. That's Switzerland. They're the same thing. You get people from, they're from the same area. I'm coming in hot. Alrighty. No more Mr. Nice Guy. That, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Uh, Angus Crichton, 36. Titans, 20. Did, did you want us to make a joke about your glasses and you being Superman in there? Because it wasn't happening. No, I'm Clark Kent. <laughs> You're Clark Kent, are you? Yeah. Clark something. What does that mean? Oh. Explain More that one. No, explain it. Explain it. Something no, no. Kent. He got it backward. Yeah, exactly. He just, he just fluffed the lines. Angus Crichton, 36. Gold Coast, 20. Uh, Souths are back. Uh, forgotten how to lose, press the button, all that nonsense. Uh, yeah, uh, started as bad as a team could start, but then they were, you know, the Titans lost a couple of troops on top of the several hundred troops they already didn't have, and South finished all over them. That was predictable, that result, really. Yeah. Like, once uh, Titans, I thought Titans would start strong, their starting lineup was okay, but, you know, guys like Pat Polatoni, for whatever, not used yeah. to playing 80 minutes in at, first At half time, I was like, there's no way they're losing this game. Yeah, and, you know, the bench, that. that Titans bench of Boyle, Pedderborn, King and Viva is pretty average. And they lost troops again, which they seem to be doing on a regular basis. I mean, they, they ended the game with Kevin Proctor and Chris McQueen as their halves. So that's, that's yeah. what I Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, Connie Hurrell was, a, was the right-sided half, who we'll get to him. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as you said, it was the Angus Crichton show. And I wouldn't say it's a coming out party because he's been a sensational Yeah, that's, that was my favourite part, is like, because the... the I, which is also weird because South games are pretty much on Friday nights on Channel 9 yeah. all year. So it was kind of strange to me to hear these guys on the Channel 9 commentary like, you know, pissing their pants over Crichton in this game. It's like, you guys have, you've watched this all year, right? He's, he's been the second or third best. There's there's no, no no fan could have watched this team this year and put him any lower than third best. Yeah, him, Burgess and, and Cody, Cody Walker, Walker that's early it. season. Yeah, like, uh, he, um, but yeah, he was absolutely outstanding in this game. Just took advantage of... Uh, some absolutely piss weak defense. I think, on the he, I think he actually ran for about nine thousand meters in this yeah, game. Four hundred and forty-three tackle breaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I'm not going to say he, he's a, a fan, the best hole runner going around. But what I like about him a lot is when he sees a gap, he actually he's backing himself. Yeah, and he's he's got a bit of pace to him. Obviously, yeah. that rugby center background that he's got, yeah. um, and that his, his step, his footwork's really nice as well. It is, and he backs himself through a hole and has a really nice right hand fend. So if the, if you're not coming in with good contact, you're not getting him. And then, yeah, and then that's it. You know, head down, look for the line, and back yourself to beat fullbacks. And, 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 as, regularly. and as you said, I mean, once he's through the hole, it's don't bother chasing. Just go. I mean, he put up. Jamie Jamie Tabasco on skates a couple of weeks ago, and he yeah. put a couple other blokes on skates in this game. Yeah. Um, and Zul Zilman like voluntarily fell over. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, look, I, I no I'm business. just going to take the L yeah. here. I got no business. Here. It was like let when me, you play, it was like when you play Madden on on the PlayStation, you press the wrong button, and your player just dives. <laughs> play yeah. dives out of the way. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Good old man. Um, the best finish in the comp, Alex Johnston. Uh, <laughs> Please uh, gra- grab the double here. He's just he's just forgotten how to stop scoring tries when he's back on the left wing. Oh, don't they, speaking stay. of people pissing their pants over players, don't they love chatting about bloody A Johnson? He can score a try. He when he's can on that score wing. a try. When he's on that wing. He can score a try. I don't think even 
Chief Alex Johnson hater Mitchell oh, Doyle can deny that. He Chief does hater. love a fall over. Let's be. Let's the, be. Hey, the second one was really good. He yeah, had, he fell he over does, well. Yeah. <laughs> he fell over with just the ball on the ground, and the rest yeah. of him fell over parallel with style. to the falling with style. It was blows up. Is Alex Johnson the Buzz Lightyear of the NRL? Got mm. Something to think about. Mm. Yeah, weird yeah. that uh, the really, and I mean, if if you are nitpicking, the only sour note for Souths apart from the first fifteen minutes was that was the uncharacteristically shaky Adam Reynolds gocking. He missed more kicks in this game than he has all year, I believe. That was a yeah, that was a stat that was brought up during the. That was Pretty sure he missed three in this game and he missed two in the whole year before yeah, that. Yeah. Conversions, maybe they missed a penalty goal somewhere, penalty but goal. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Apart from that, Souths were really good. Cody Walker looked a bit more interested. He. He still isn't great. Still doesn't really look like he wants to catch bombs, but he caught he every bomb that came near back. him in this game. Sorry, I don't think he wants to play fullback. No, and I don't really want him to play there. But I, I think it's it's what's best for the team until the end of the year. Unfortunately, yeah. I mm-hmm. thought Zay Musgrave had a decent game too. Yeah, he's, he's getting games. a couple of raps uh, from the commentary as well. I was happy for him. He, he looked pretty good off the bench. Yeah, um, but uh, Tom and Sam again. Uh, if they just stop dropping the ball. You could say, hey, how many errors this week? I think I think George didn't have any. I think Tom had one. I think Tom, which whichever one wore number ten had two errors. I think, and the other one didn't have any. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I've got that back. Tom wears ten. So. Yeah, that's what I thought. I th- he definitely dropped. He Tom, two, if Tom had two errors and a penalty conceded. So that's a standard. Yeah, it's a pretty pretty good night though. I mean, and, only two penalties. And I mean, no Sam. Obviously, we didn't get to see any mistakes from him in this game. But yeah, the Burgess boys. I mean, George. How long did George play in this Not game? Not long. Not long. I don't, one I night, don't know if that was by design. I don't know if he got hurt. Yeah, um, one run and that was it from yeah. George mm. weird but yeah. um, again I just can't understand especially against this Titans team who as we've said was were clearly A out in their feet and B depleted you didn't put Damien Cook on earlier like Farrah played well don't get me wrong but yeah. Cook would have been licking his lips from the moment he saw the gap starting to open up. I, the thing, it didn't matter because they won really comfortably. The thing anyway. that I noticed most in this game is when Cook did come on, he came on with uh, with Farah. Yeah, which and I, I thought like. it was a really good. Do, combination. I wanted them to do more of those sets. They did it against Manly in round two when they when they won, and they they put two or three tries on when those two guys were on the field together. I'm Farrah okay had, with it. Farah had I think three three runs out of dummy half for about yeah. forty meters. So like, if you can get him plus Cook. Running the ball out of dummy half, and obviously you've got the added distribution like, sideways. Then yeah. th- it's a good combination, and that way you don't have to ha- necessarily. You can play with three halves and just yeah, have ha- Sutton hit make. Oh, uh, look! Well, that's exactly a one of your halves already is basically just an extra forward, mm. and b, um, mo- like you're you're fine with Damien Cook just sort of playing that roaming role. We've, we've definitely talked about this earlier in the year because mm. like it. And this is the thing that a lot of people don't understand. I don't think South fans as a whole hate Robbie Farah. And I don't think that South fans as a whole think Robbie Farah has been bad this year. No. It's just clearly that Damien Cook is incredibly good yeah. and deserves more minutes. So if you can get them both on the field, I don't care. And I don't care if Farah's out there as long as Damien Cook's out there as And well. I think the other thing is that Farah's, Farah's long kicking game is quite precise. Like He, he generally yeah, he makes a fairly of good, good kicks driving in kicks one, into the corners. Turned them around a few times. If you have him, you don't necessarily have to rely on Sutton's weak kicking game. You've got two players who can kick long and, I mean, Reynolds' short kicking game in behind isn't yeah, great. John Sutton should just not be kicking the ball pretty well, much ever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, I don't know if his knees are up to it, to be honest. But uh, as I said, I mean, you've got a player in there who can play at seven or six or nine. Just throw him on, make the magic happen. You you look at this earlier in the season and go, why weren't you doing this earlier in yeah. the season? Like, what this makes so much more sense. Weird, they, I know that they've done only doing this now because they were, the Titans were playing with two spuds in yeah. the halves, but it, it makes more sense to be doing this earlier in games and making those holes open up earlier by running at teams yeah. more and turning them around. Yeah, it's it's frustrating that the, you, you don't see this team play this well every week. But well, I you mean, played t- the Titans team that was a reserve great team. Yeah, that yeah. was I. I was getting there, but <laughs> beyond that, but regardless, you know, you lose your best player an hour before kickoff, and you no, he wasn't gone an hour before kickoff. I was going to say he was, he was out week. in round one. Yeah, 
Either way, you lo- right, you don't have your best player, regardless. Yeah. Um, so to come back and win as strongly as they did, especially after falling in a hole, um, T- to pretty, me, I pretty think impressive. The, I um, think the point is impressive. that if there's one game that you're going to expect, like it, whether they're impressive or not, is neither here nor there for me, as you're saying, yeah. Mitch. But if there's one game to experiment in, when you get a roll on against this team that was effectively a Q Cup team, yeah, um, you may as well start kind of planning for next week and trying to make things happen for yeah. next week. Mitch, impressive in the sense that they haven't put a team away at all this year, really. They shouldn't put this the team exce- away, really. Dude, they won by 18 points. 16. 16, whatever. Yeah, but they let the t- this Titans team score 20 points. No, but this game was over with 20 minutes to go, is yeah. my point. Like, they haven't done that all year. Even against the Knights, they only won by six. Um, but yeah, no, I, I thought they were better here. It doesn't mean anything, as you said. It was a very depleted Titans team. But, you know, it, it, they do keep their season alive here. Um, let's talk about Titans a little bit. Um... Paul Tony started really well. He was absolutely running the show in the first 20 minutes, but as you said, just ran out of gas. Not a 90-minute player. Uh, 90-minute player. Not an 80-minute player. No, not a 90-minute player. Got injured anyway. Really. Yeah, got hurt. Saying, yeah. Um, and yeah, they... So, what's going on? They've they've definitely eclipsed Penrith or any other team as the injured, the team that gets all the injuries. It's not a coincidence anymore. It's no, been it can't be. Again it's absurd. Like they're, they're, yeah, they're... they're I mean, I like to think I'm a reasonably knowledgeable rugby league fan. There's blokes that are getting a run for these guys who I've never heard of. And their um, their season's over. Yeah, they have to go on a, a miraculous run to to make the finals. They've also got some decent teams left. They play the Tigers twice, for example, but they've still got to play Brisbane. They've still got to play uh, the Dragons twice, and the Dragons have been in some average form, but it doesn't mean to be an mm. easy contest. They play Parramatta again mm. away. They play the you know there's some okay games there. That way at the Roosters is a tough one, but they have to they can lose two more games. They've, it, they've basically got to win if, every game from if here. If only on. they had a player who once took a team on the greatest second half of the season run in history and took them all the way to a grand final. Nathan, maybe Pates. in two thousand nine. Justin Hodges. Maybe in two thousand and nine. Is it Mal Meninga? If only they had that guy. Yeah, well that's what he's living off. So you'd hope he turns. I know. Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine if he does it though? I'd love that. It, it's not going to happen. It's not. Um, the guy vomited at halftime at Origin from running. That's true. It's not in good shape. This is like when the guy out of One Direction <laughs> got tackled in a charity game and threw up on the pitch. That was great. <laughs> um, best part about that was um, the Celtic player getting thousands like che- of hate-filled yeah, tweets hate-filled from 12-year-old girls. <laughs> to be fair, cheered at the stadium. I know what I prefer. Um, also, Definitely. amazing stat out of this. Polotoni topped the tackle count with 36. It's not a lot. That's weird. That is bizarre. Either that or they've just turned the stats machine off when the <laughs> rabbits started winning. I mean, there weren't a lot of tackles in the second half. Oh, well, there were a lot of tackle breaks. There were a lot of attempted tackles. And most of them were Angus Crichton. Angus Crichton. <laughs> All right. Saturday, no, five... No, you got me going. Oh, Wow. Loose. Drop it like a goes to me for forgetting. Yeah. yeah. That's, loose my, that's my third of the year. Loose unit, mate. Fuck. Loose no, but unit. seriously, though, um, your boy, Mitchell, Connie Harrell, had a, had a few brain explosions in this yeah, game. I don't like this like it's hard. Well, maybe you can just deal with it. Mine was going to be Luke Brooks. Well, that's fine. but <laughs> not, not far off, to be honest. We'll, we'll hit that drop again later. No, no. Um, you can't keep defending your golden boys yes, like giving them a pass when they do ridiculous things. Oh, he was awful field. this game. Yeah. I still loved it. <laughs> um, Damien Cook owned him three oh, times. Here we go. Three Turn times, Dale. Turn it up. I'm not commenting on that. We're not here to talk about Dale, it. Dale, how do you feel about Damien Cook owning Conrad Harrell's soul? And like, turn it up. Hey, look, I feel sad for Conrad Harrell. Why? He can't grow dreadlocks. <laughs> no, I love that fro. <laughs> that was so That's bad. like you can never be dropper like it's hunt. The fro's fantastic. Uh, fro. You can be dropper like it's hunt when a man half your size wins a penalty off you because he goads you into hitting him 
and then forces you into an error because he gets forces on top of you in a tackle, so, and then you try it. to milk a penalty off him so and drop the ball. My thing is not necessarily owned, that owned like, him. he got owned. It was just that like you. he had he had a thing owned by Cook. He it, just had a bad game. He had Awful a shocking game. game. The, Four errors, two penalties, and oh, and a bomb not. try. My yeah. thing was also where he got up and looked like he was going to punch the ref. Oh look, <laughs> there were do not everybody holding back. Connie, stop it. I want to pretend you're, on, pretend you're That was Instagram. interesting. If you're ever going to get a descent penalty, it's while you're winning by more than two 10 metres out from your own line. Because a tap and a scrum are really like, the same. The same thing. thing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's our drop of light time. Deal with it. Uh, 5.30pm, Melbourne 23, North Queensland Cowboys 22. And uh, people were wondering, hey, what are Melbourne going to do when they don't have uh, Smith and Cronk anymore? Well, they're just going to have Smith and Croft instead. Uh, Remember that time like, yesterday, uh, <laughs> last week, Mitch, where we were like, this game's going to suck. It's really sad that it's in this part of the great. season. Wow, what, awesome. weren't we wrong? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah young Brody Croft uh, potting the winning field goal in extra time after the Cowboys tied the game. Great to hear. Uh, great to see Cooper Cronk in a mask kicking a field goal. That's, I think what we're Ca- all here Seriously, for. like... As I said, we we, we kind of joked that Brandon Smith is just Cameron wearing I a hate this already. wearing a <laughs> wearing a mustache. Especially better than this shit, you idiots. <laughs> we yes. <laughs> he makes a point. Oh, he's a halfback for the Storm, so he's Cooper Cronk. Fucking turn it up. It starts with C R O. It's good. Oh wow. Um, through the looking got, glass here. No wonder you work in so the media, <laughs> mate. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Why are you so salty? Today, I'm not salty. You God, I've heard enough. Coop- oh, did I make fun of Comrade Harrell? I've seen enough Cooper Cronk oh, rubbish Mitch, already. Mitch he's not Cooper Cronk. He's Brody Cronk. All right, we'll move past that little. Move past a little yeah. bit of fun. Mitch has had enough. He's not. He's, he's that's not fun. He's not having a good time. <laughs> move um, on. Move on. All right. Have you seen any black players look like Ringless lately? Jeez, they're all the next GI. All right, moving, steering away from those rocks. <laughs> um, yeah, so towards a Mitchell, I'm sorry, and singing you in. <laughs> uh, yeah, Melbourne, good, much better than I thought they'd be. To be really honest, yeah, Brody Croft was fantastic, and um, this, I know the Storm have concerns about him being their first grade half next year, and they've had <sighs> concerns of this year. But really, they ha- yeah, they do. That's what they've been shopping, looking for a half. Please. They still might look for one. That there, there is an ideal situation. They're thinking if they get an experienced half in, give Croft another year, and then the year after, move Munster to fullback. But I think uh, Brody in a couple of games looked pretty handy and in this game. It wasn't the field goal I found impressive. It was a play before the field goal. Mm. And it's, you know, the, the awareness to, to not give a seven-tackle setup by missing a, an average field goal attempt, but instead pin them in the corner with a fantastic kick with some backspin on it that ended up forcing a dropout anyway. It was a handy little performance of him in the end. And also set a nice try up too. But we saw some guys in this game step up who haven't been having, having great seasons, like Jesse and Kenny Bromwich were quite good yeah. in this game. Cam Munster was good for them as well. And uh, Felice Cafusi just keeps finding the try line. You know, it's a good performance from them. And uh, uh, What I don't understand here is how Cafusi has just become a try-scoring god <laughs> in the last, like, six weeks. You get like, the yeah. Kevin Proctor role, you get the Kevin Proctor Kevin Proctor, Proctor yeah. Storm right edge just fantastic to yeah. be on. And uh, broke the line three times did Felice in this game. And you look at the other side, though, they... The, the Cowboys turned up. I mean, Tal Malolo made 300 metres, which is, I think it's the second most all-time by a forward. Yep. Second Lines. only to himself. No, Steve Price is number one. Oh, I thought Tal uh, Malolo NRL tweeted out fake news when they got it wrong a couple oh, really? of weeks ago. Yeah, oh. they had it wrong. They didn't check with the stats provider. They uh... Anyway. So Do you know any good Tal- stats providers? <laughs> Tal- <laughs> Tal- Malolo- I hear champion data are pretty good. <laughs> the 26 runs, 300 metres, 37 tackles. I know we don't look just stats, but... For a guy that size is fantastic in one football and, game again. And I know it's I know it's only a golden point loss, but that's in a losing team. Yeah, in it a is. vastly in it well, not vastly, but an inexperienced losing team. He stood up, he was fantastic in this game and Bolton was quite good too, despite missing that tackle that led to Brandon Brandon Smith scoring and mm. Coot and Granville played quite well, but 
they came up against something they weren't expecting, I guess. And this Melbourne side without the big dogs fought back into a game that they looked like it was getting away from them. And three sets in a row pretty much scored points and got on top. And apart from a Sofa Solomona's dumb penalty at the end there to equal up, it was a pretty perfect second half from the Storm. Can we hit the drop it like a hunt button again? That was the dumbest penalty. Yeah. That's but, actually probably the best call. We should have done that one that, too. Like we saw this last week. You, you, you we? both have access to the rundown. You could, no, we do. You could it, have changed it. It was just last week, wasn't it, that we saw this from, from a... Uh, oh, Manly Canberra. Manly yeah. Canberra. So yeah. two weeks ago. But this one was even stupider. It was a chip kick that was going nowhere. It didn't, it, it did, he didn't need to <laughs> lay on him. He could have just let the plague happen. Or stood in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's been like, Oh, no, I'm going to jump at his kneecaps and then yeah. lay on the ground for five minutes afterwards pretending like nothing happened. Yeah. Exactly Silly. Right. Silly boy. Ridiculous stuff. But yeah, um, you can see in this game, though, again, that like Cam Munster, he's still more of a fullback than he is. Mm. He's a six, and he was fantastic back there, breaking tackles on pretty much every kick return he had. And they've, you know, they're not going to miss anything after Billy. This is a team that we see it every couple of years in Origin period. We see some of their, got, like their young stars get a run. But you can see you know, what they've done with Croft and Munster, whatever. They're, they're future-proofing themselves. And I saw some people saying to calm down on Brody Croft and, Firstly, I didn't see the hyperbole that we see some other players get hyped anyway. I mean, the media don't know who Melbourne Storm are. Yeah, if he played for certain... If he played for if he played for the Tigers, for example, he'd be getting blown off all week this week. But these are the kind of performances that happen in teams like the Storm or the Broncos are similar, that they get a chance in the origin period and you see them once and you don't see them again until the next year. These are the kind of things you do when you see their next stars. So I was you know, quite happy to see the praise of Brody Croft in this situation because he'll probably go away and you won't hear, getting, hear from him again for six months, mm. but you'll come out next, one, next year, round one, and you'll remember what a special player he, he's going to be. It's, it's interesting comparing him to, say, the Baby Broncos team Oh, sorry, the team that eventually plays the Baby Broncos team every year and wins yeah. and then gets hyped as being like the next big thing. Like I know we, I hate to harp on this point, but yeah. Moses and Brooks a few years ago when, when the Tigers beat the Baby Broncos yeah. um, and them get hyped up as the next big thing when they're playing against, as you say, like a 19, 20, 21-year-old Q-Cup regular as opposed to these blokes who are playing against still some of the best players in the world, like yeah. Tamalolo, for example, who like legitimately step up and stake their claim as the next big... Th- yeah. he, could, he could stay at Melbourne for two more years, wait until Kronk moves on, wait until Smith yeah. and that move on, or he could, he could go somewhere else because... I'm not going to say he's first grade ready, yeah. but in 18 months... He could walk into a team. Well, I saw people trying to compare it to, say, Billy Slater bashing up the Knights. And the, the context is entirely That's different. No. He yeah. led a team he doesn't play in. He doesn't play for this Storm team. Yep. Led a team he doesn't play in in a comeback, well, not a comeback win, but kind of a comeback win. Mm. And, you know, fought their way back in the game and kicked the winning field goal, you know, as a 19-year-old. In, as I said, in an arena he hasn't really played in. Yep. Well, you know, that's it. It's a fantastic performance. And I don't understand why we just get so... We, we do get caught in overhyping. We also get caught in trying to tear people down too yeah. often as well. We'll get to overhype later where, with someone's commentary, but <laughs> Jesus, like Croft deserves credit for this. Yeah, where, where does simple. he? Where does he play? Where, where's their feeder team? Q, Q Cups? No, uh, Sunshine Coast Falcons. Sunshine Coast. So I mean, he's going from playing in Queensland every week yeah. in 30, 25, 30 degrees, lovely, beautiful sunshine. Dealt with to, pressure like that. To, and playing in Melbourne in the freezing cold in a dewy night at Amy Park, it, it's a complete, it's a huge change. And as you said, for him to step up and lead a team like that is is a big deal. Yep. Uh, Sharks twenty four, West Tigers twenty two. Uh, Cronulla have forgotten how to lose. Though. They were <laughs> scored scored two tries in the last six minutes to uh, steal a win here. And I hate to say it, but it's a like we all saw it coming, right? What? 
the, the winning DL. the game. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like with like 15 minutes to go, none of us were like, even, oh. even when the, the Tigers scored in the 69th, like, you're like, yeah, they're coming back. You're like, <laughs> nah, no, don't worry. Still, plenty of time. Plenty of time. Time to load up on the Sharks here. The Sharks broke the line 12 times That's, in this that game. That is a lot of line breaks. To four. And 12 is like, I don't know what the, there's no re- I don't know what the record It's higher than that. But it's probably more. 12 is what happened was when you beat the, the Knights by 60. Yeah. You know, the scoreboard kind of, kind of flatters the Tigers in a way in that. I thought it was a pretty special performance though by, Kurt Capewell. Who is it? That's not a man. That's like, not a person. He's had a couple of games in the wing, hasn't scored, he's had off the bench too, hasn't yep. scored a try in first grade, but in mm-hmm. this game, a couple of tries, an assist, four line breaks, eight tackle breaks, over 200 metres, over 20 40 metres is incredible. Killed it. For, for, and not that's not cheap, easy metres running the ball back. No, that's yeah. like just ball tearing players and throwing the ball in their face. Yeah, he was he was fantastic and... The Tigers probably have some things in here as fans to be happy about despite the result. I mean, yeah. Matt Eisenhuth couldn't have played better on debut, for example. Mm-hmm. SM Masters keeps showing some nice things. but And Kevin Nagama put a try on with, with a nice pass, even though he was leaving the ball. club. But yeah, there were some nice things for them there. But, you know, I think this was pretty predictable that they come, they, even, no matter how far ahead the Tigers got, that we all felt the Sharks would come back and win this his, game. His first time playing fullback for the Tigers, too. No, he's, wasn't played, a, he's played a couple of times, I think. No, for supposedly he played there for the Knights, and he plays he's plays there for Fiji. Yeah, I think he um got, didn't get named there and played there though. Yeah, that mm-hmm. would make sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, really open game here. I really enjoyed it. Um, obviously far closer than we thought it was going to be. Well, well, these two games were far more enjoyable than I expected them to be. Yeah, really, really solid surprising. Saturday rugby league. So what you're trying to say is, that if you take a really shit team, <laughs> yeah, and if you take a team who is good but has lots of good players missing, take them all it out. makes good. You could footy. be onto something there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That Eisenhuth bloke was really good. I've never right. even heard of this man no. before. Well, he's, he's fought back from cancer to play, so good on him. Well, good that. on him. I proper. Maybe we could hear some kind of redemption story. Yeah, about actual this. real one. Mm. But um, hit the, me up if you want to think if. about. <laughs> but yeah, he he was really involved in his in his first game and set a nice little try up. And you know, usually you like having your first memories being try scoring. Do you remember that short pass for a while? He will putting yeah. another team out over. Hopefully, he stays in first grade. I don't know what their cap situation's like with him. I hate that rule. I mean, well, not really. <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. I hate that rule for this point of the year when the Tigers are basically just playing for next year. And yeah, I just but say he takes to... points over ten competing for the A. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, I, so. I retract my previous statement. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, he was good, as you said. Katewell was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, Nagama settled in really nicely at fullback. Just looked good. Deputising for Tedesco there, but great hair. Yeah, oh, amazing. He's in the he's in the team. He's in the all NRL all hair team. Chad Townsend's also in that no, team. He's not in that team. Yeah, he's the he captain. Mate. He's the captain. Him and Gutherson in the halves. Anyway, God, his hair's um, disgusting. Yeah, that's that's the it's the worst hair in the league. He's got the Kim Il Sung buddy look. Mate. He does. No, he doesn't. He does. <laughs> right, you, you both don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Anyway, he's yeah. bald on the sides. <laughs> it's the same haircut. He's not bald. bald. On the side. It's shaved. It's uh, bald. All right, we'll he's get bald, Jerry. <laughs> bald. <laughs> Um, uh, side note, do you agree? Like, this was a general consensus I came to. I was talking about this with a few people last night. No man in history has ever capably pulled off the George Costanza bald on the top and most of the sides, but also has the little ring of hair around the sides a little bit. The classic haircut. U-shape? The what? The classic U-shape from the top. Oh, yes. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No one's ever pulled that off ever, right? George does. No, he doesn't. Uh, I c- <laughs> but I mean, that, that... I'm thinking through all the professional athletes. Like Larry David at works. But it's got to it. be like, when was the last time you saw them regularly though? It's 20 you years ago. No, you see dudes regularly. in this, you just, I still see punters rocking it all the time. It's like, just shave it off, man. Sam yeah. Simmons. Just own it. Who's that? It's a comedian. Moustache. He, he's a ball on top. Doesn't okay. pull it off. 
All right. It's not a bueno Just shave look. it all off. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, Cronulla rallied back again. That's just something to the spirit of this team that they just, you know, they do not quit in games, which yeah. is... And, you know, they're the first team to really emphatically... I guess the Roosters... In, in, the Roosters did it. And the Cow- okay, basically every team except Seattle has done it. Fight off the Premiership hangover and continue to be good the following year. They're, they're like yeah. s- somehow sneaky good, Cronulla. I know yeah, that, that sounds silly, be, but, but... No, I get what you're saying, because every, every, every yeah. week you get to like the 55th minute and they're losing, and you're like, oh, yep, the wheels are falling off, and then they just, oh, they won. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like they're 10 and 4. Sneaky performance from Dan Mortimer in this too, by the way, Yeah, off the bench, is mm. handy. Maybe, mm. I don't know if he'll keep a spot there, but I thought he was deserving of, 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 of some more minutes. Tell you who missed there. him on the weekend. Yeah, the when we were down yeah. there, the Jets did miss him. Yeah. That's what, as, as Ron was saying on the night, That's uh, you don't get credit for that. In a, you know, it even talks about the uh, the first grade teams missing players for Origin. What about the battlers of Newtown? <laughs> no New Brown, no Edric Lee. Mm, the New, no Bre- the new Brown Jets, they were missing. They the- were missing him. No Dan Mortimer. The boys struggled. Anyway, let's move on. Paramount 24, Dragons, Tendale. Uh, do we have any news? <laughs> any yeah. news? Um, look, I, I wasn't as disappointed by this result, to be honest, as I think I possibly could have been, because really there were a few tries, and two, two or three tries in this that were just bad luck. Like, like They didn't the, really construct a try until the Bevan French try. The first Gutherson try hit someone in the face. Yeah, Move the on. next one, kick. Drop, yeah, then there was a drop yeah, ball in midfield that ran through. All off drop balls. And, and yeah. if you don't concede those tries like that, they win, what, 8-10? Yeah. I know that's not how footy works, duh. But still. But, um, yeah, as I said, I, I think that St. George were not necessarily unlucky, but to use a cliche, probably deserved more. They broke the line six times to one. Yeah. And lost by 14 And lost by 14 that's points. that's all the, the drop ball that was, was uh, capitalised on. You know, they had they, they had similar amount of errors. They can see less penalties. They missed less tackles, but that didn't matter. It was the errors that it killed. Was the, yeah. It was the errors that killed. And... I mean, Parramatta, I, I do like this side. I've said many a time that they're, you know, they're a tough team and hard to beat. Agreed. And yeah, St. George went up to the task. They weren't ready to smack him in the mouth and keep pushing to the middle. And Widdop's yep. form's fallen off a little. And it's starting to, and I hope it doesn't go that way for Dragons fans, but it's starting to feel like 2015 a little for the, for the Dragons. It they does. started it hot. Does, yeah. They worked themselves into the ground and then they couldn't win the back end of the year. It, it also, to me, it's, it looks like watching, watching Widdop, it just looks like there's too much on him. Like, yeah. McCrone's kicking is absolute oh, dog shit. So he was bad. disgusting. Like, so there, were, there were three or four times during this game, from what I remember, where he just put a midfield bomb up that landed on the 40. And it's just not good enough. Like, you've got a player of Widdop's calibre who is busting his balls and put, doing his best to put kicks in where to put pressure on. You can't have a kick land on the 30-metre line and no one challenge it and then be like, oh, well, we're all the way down the other end again. What's got, why are we continually having to defend? He's, he's woeful. Uh, I don't know if he'll get dropped yet, but getting pulled for Kurt Mann in this game, not really the best sign. And, and Kurt Mann is a legitimate option. I he's mean, been okay there. He's been fine. If he plugs a hole and basically just gives Widdop the ball and takes a little bit more pressure off him, I have no problem with Mann being there, which is incredible considering only 18 months ago I was calling for him to be towed out into the Tasman. <laughs> we, na- yeah. we named the Kurt Mann 11. Kurt Mann 13, 13 after, after him. him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that that's, that's the kind of thing that kills you. If, you. if you give up that much field position after a hard set, and just constantly have to defend, you'll you won't be able to chase those tries. Although, as as I said off mic earlier, I did I did quite enjoy, and by enjoy I mean not very much enjoy. Clint <laughs> Gutherson being called fast for running away from Hamasele. Yeah, how about um? He's an outside like Tim Laffey is. I mean, the whole backline slow, but good Tim old Laffey Tim Laffey looks like he's running through molasses. <laughs> he does. I know that he's had injuries in the past, but the guy looks like he's he's running on stilts that he hasn't. 
practiced yeah, the, on. The guy's been fantastic this year, but you don't expect him to score a try from outside the 30. And also, like, <laughs> turning the chase, he's just like, yeah. nah, nah. He shouldn't even bother. Nah. He's got no toe there. Paul Vaughan had another bit of an average game. I thought Bellum was quite good, though, and and, uh, and he's looking like he missed the next game. But Which let's sucks. get on to probably, is he... I'll go outside. I went outside of Thurston because he's still universally popular. Is Clint Gutherson currently the most popular player in the league? He is in the media. Nah. It'd be close. I don't think it's that well known, Matt. Yo, mate, it doesn't, it's Guther, quite well known. Guther Everybody is, loves him. Gutherson, to me, is like a cult hero who became good. Yeah. Like, we talked about a few years ago that he had potential. I, uh, uh, we we kind of saw that he wasn't being played potentially in the right position a few, yeah. uh, a few he months ago. sucked yeah. on the wing. Sucked on the wing. But, like, since he gets a little bit more ball now, I think we can all realise that he has potential to become a very, very good player. And he's a great yeah, player at the is. moment. But I think that Parramatta fans have gotten on him at the bottom of the, the, bottom of the sine wave, and they're yeah. going to ride him all the way up. And the media are... On him like a cheap suit. Yeah, but usually people get on someone and, and the fans turn, but they don't on Clint. I just think he's just... The way he puts in mm. all the time and gives... You know, he's yeah. always around the ball and just creates things out of nothing. I think it's really popular with, it, with uh, both, think, all fan bases. It's uh, really bizarre. I think that it's not just that, but with Parramatta fans in particular, he scores tries. Yeah. He finishes off moves, and if he's not finishing the move off, he's giving it to someone else. Like, there are a few... that He's in everything good they do. He's in everything that good they do. And the things that he doesn't do well... He's good enough in the good things that they disappear from his game. Like, if he misses an easy tackle and gets run over, everyone just goes, oh, Clint's tired from attacking. Yeah. You know, or he's done too much with the ball. He's not getting enough support. But as you say, I mean, it's it's rare for a a player to be this universally liked by rival fans. Like, yeah. you don't see people going, Gutherson is garbage anymore. Yeah, and they're exactly right. I mean, and I think they've got the right recipe there with... With what they got with Moses, I'm not a big fan, obviously, but having Gutherson back at fullback, French on the wing, they put Jennings on the right with French, and they've left Takarangi with Semi, and Takarangi with Semi gets much better football out of yep. him, and it's just Agreed. a good mix. I mean, Bevan French is probably the worst kick returner in the competition now, and you know, on the wing, you can hide that. He had five runs for 16 metres in this game. Mm, not That's great. embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, they found the formula. How, how many tackles? Definitely, how many oh, tackles? It doesn't matter on the wing tackles. He no, made I know. 10 tackles. But, but like... He's he's made ten tackles 16 and, runs. and sixteen runs. He's he's made zero involvement, <laughs> <laughs> but he, he scored that try, and that's what he is for them. If you're on the wing, yeah, he pops up and you know in the right position and, and uses his pace and finishes off moves, which is nice. What would you give him in a, a, as a rating, Bungard? I know you're a man who loves a rating. Mm-hmm. Yep, three, two, two, sixteen meters. It wouldn't be high, mate. <laughs> yeah, but he, he did get, score a try. He scored a try. That's uh, the thing. I see, good point. He, and he probably he, ends up about even like a four. Yeah. Five. And, uh, you know, this, this Parramatta side again, I, they're probably going to sit around eighth or ninth yeah. this year. They've got some nice uh, players, but I really do like what Brad Arthur's doing. They'll find a way to win every other week. Just, just I don't know, through sheer will. I mean, they won games back in the last year with, with Robson and the halves and half their forward oh, pack out. Speaking of spuds. Speaking of spuds, yeah. But uh, I think they might end up in, a, in the long term regretting that Mitch Moses deal. I think when they were talking to Mitch Moses, mm-hmm. they didn't know what they had with Clint Gutherson. They knew Gutherson was a good player. Arthur was a big fan. Arthur took him from Manly to take him there. But I don't think they knew what they had with him as a, as a playmaker in, mm. in the sixth jersey. Because now they're in this spot that they've put him in the one, which is fine. But Bevan French is also their long-term one. Oh, he's definitely got to be the one going forward. At some, at some point, French will be the one in a year or two, you think. And... You've got to pay him to play that position, just yep. like you've got to play Guthrie. You, you know, if you're fullback, that's how the NRL works now. You get paid to play fullback. And they're going to be between a rock and a hard place in a year or so when Guthrie's contract comes up and they've got to see what they've got to do there because that guy is going to be a hot property. I'll tell you what's going to happen. 
Moses will go somewhere else and they'll pay him <laughs> out. Because he... <clears throat> I know it's harsh really and I know sucks. that we... Yeah. But really he, he's he's the player that if... I mean, Norman's at that age. Gutherson's up coming up. I would rather, if I was uh, involved in that club in any way, I would rather keep keep Norman and Gutherson as a combination long term and just put Moses out the door. Yeah. Send him off to Perth when it eventually happens. Okay, um, so guess who's younger, Moses or Gutherson? Gutherson. It is close. Mm. They're both in September of 22. And Gutherson is younger by a week. Wow, there you go. So older by a week, sorry. So he's young. He's old Clint. We'll see more out of Gutherson in about six weeks when we're seeing out of Moses' whole career. True. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, para fans, lots to look forward to there. Dragons, we've got a couple of weeks to see if they're burnt out or not, but they play the Titans twice, the Knights twice, I think the Tigers once in the run home. Yep. That should be enough to get in the eighth for me. That should do it. They've only got to win... They've got to win four games. Four more games, yeah, I was going to say. Should be, should be doable. Yeah, exactly right. All right. Uh, we got, we got a segment to jump no, into. No, no, no. we got Origin, mate. Origin. What's that? You got a drop? All right. Uh, there's a rugby league game on Wednesday. Tell us. Uh, it's Serbia versus uh, the Ukraine. <laughs> um, so, yeah, State Sorry, State of Origin is going to be Game right. two, ANZ Stadium, allegedly at 8 o'clock, probably more like 8.35. 8.40. Maybe. Hmm. It's getting later and later every year. But anyway. it's um, actually. I think it's going to be on Thursday morning, this game. T- <laughs> sure. The time delay. By the time it finishes, it might well be Thursday. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously Blues killed them in game one. Queensland made a host of changes. Mitchell, are you feeling confident um, I'm feeling happy with the changes. A lot of them should happen happen game one, really. I mean, you know, Tim Glasby, he's, he's gone for the point that nobody knew who he was to being overrated in the period of a week. I mean, that hype he's been getting, like, oh, he's come to lose 1,200 in that role. I think he'll do a job for 20 or 30 minutes, but I don't think he's going to be stand out in the field, but that's kind of all Queensland need from him. But the other changes, I'm really pro Jared Wallace getting a start, obviously. Dylan Napa hopefully plays more minutes. And that bench, Papali going to the middle and Heste building, I think, some nice moves and Boyd in the centres is a bit of a gamble. I, I kind of get the thinking can you behind that? it. Yeah, yeah, can you? I'm guessing the thinking behind it is that Gagai will stay on that right side out, outside Will Chambers, and Gagai has been a, a, a plus for them in terms of re- returning kicks or being first tackle hit ups at the start of sets, making good meters. And if you throw Boyd and Slater back there, whilst they're both the two best fullbacks in the game for me, they're not the best kick returns anymore. Like Slater's not a great kick returner anymore, like he used to be. And Boyd has no interest in doing it. And I think Gaga gives you more meters in mm. that, that regard. Even though I think he can help out from center anyway. And then the thinking is Darius Boyd can play anywhere and he'll do a job has for he, you. Um, has he played fullback? Uh, sorry, has he played center ever before? Not since like 2008. How'd he go? The Broncos when he was none, he was average. Okay. <laughs> you know? I'm, just, I'm being sincere. Um, yeah. I wasn't being like facetious or anything. I'm like, no. how did he go? Like, did, was he, like, is he, can he, can he make... 25 tackles on edge edge back rowers. Well, like I mean, have to it's, it's certainly not the move I would have done if I'm coaching the side, but I'm guessing they're backing him in to do it. And the reason I would have done it is because, you know... Do you need to tell me your second-guessing tactical mastermind, Kevin Oh, yeah, no, right. Uh, center's the hardest position to defend in the, in the game. I mean, you've got to make a lot, a lot of reads, and the winger relies on you a lot. And he's been put out there with Val Holmes, and or to, presumably on that left edge, unless we see some late changes with Val Holmes there. And um, it's, a, it's a test for him, but... You know, logically, you'd think it'd be Chambers and Gagai centers, Boyd, Boyd and Holmes are wings. But well, I'm just happy that, you know, that we've got a decentish looking back line. We've got Slater yeah. back. Slater and, and Thurston back are massive for Queensland. And whilst I don't think Corey Oates or Sam Thayer should have been dropped, I think Thayer should have been kept over Tim Glasby or even over Gavin Cooper, who hasn't been in fantastic form himself. And Oates is really good for Queensland in game one. I can understand that change. I mean, Holmes is, is you know, probably better than Corey mm-hmm. Oates. 
as is. And that was the one that didn't make sense to me, just purely because Oates had a dummy half. As you said, that's that meters are so important. Well, not, well, not dummy half, more first tackle. Like, yeah, sorry, yeah. that's what I meant. Yeah. Um, but, um, but like, yeah, and I, I thought he was good in game one as well. That was the one change. I, it's not like it's going to be a downgrade. No. probably I rate them quite similarly. They're both really good. I just but... think he helped a lot having that forward pack. And the other move I would have done is something Mal Meninga would have raised. If I was going to take Oates out of the starting side, I would have had him on the bench. I was about to say, that was my next, that was my next question because obviously he can play a bit of back. Yeah, I would have well. got rid of Michael Morgan, run three other forwards. Oates is there as a utility in air quotation marks because utility is actually Darius Boyd. Yep. So if this injury happens, Oates goes to the wing and Boyd goes wherever. But otherwise, Oates comes on and plays in the forward to 30 minutes. I like the way you're thinking. But um, that's not happened. No. But yeah, the rest of the Queensland sides are nice. Obviously, the Blues haven't changed anything. That's the first no. unchanged Blues side since 1996, that's I think. Honestly that's honestly staggering. Incredible. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, oh, so actually, not that now, shocking. They've used still. like 900 players There's in the There's 91 last players years, in so. the time that Queensland used 51, I think, in the last decade. Madness. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's to, to me. I mean, the Queensland back seven looks like a lot of fun. Like that's the, the there's points in that team. Um, the forwards are obviously better. They've done they've taken on provisions to make oh, sure the that starting packs get, much better. Yes, it's so much better. But uh, Dale, it really is going to come down to whether some of these guys that sort of had. I mean, Fifi's never played better than he did in game one, except maybe in the grand final last year. It's yeah. all going to come down to whether he and other guys sort of play at the level they played at in game one. If they can consist can play consistently through the eighty minutes yeah, and just if, not if he, drop the ball. If he can play like that again, I don't know if Queensland can really. The Queensland forward pack can yeah. really stop them, but it, you know, it, if he's unless, only re- if if yeah. he's only quite good instead of unbelievably good, then then, then everyone's going to have to step up around. Yeah, him, exactly. And, and you've got Aaron Woods, who is you know, polystyrene yeah. man. You, you look at that starting Blues pack, and uh, Corden is awesome. He's one of, in my opinion, one of the best forwards in the world. But then you've got guys like Woods and Jackson, who aren't exactly impact players. Tobojevic off the bench isn't really an impact player either. No. They're, they're all good, solid players. They're not going to lose you a game, but at the same time, they're not going to they're not going to break a game open for you. They're not going to be able to step up and fill the destructive void that Andrew Fafita having an off night might that that have Andrew Fafita having an off night would leave. I should say. Yeah, that's I think that's a good point. And as as you say, I mean Fafita in my mind is much more prone to Conrad Harrell esque brain explosions. Yeah. Um. So if Queensland get inside his head, there is going to be trouble afoot. <laughs> well, I think that'll be the kind of plan. It'll be um, yeah. I was gonna say they have to have spoken about that, right? Obviously, yeah. And I think without Miles there, they'll have the ability to slow down the ruck more, and they'll be they won't want to be wrestling, but they'll be trying to get Fafita on his back a lot more than they did in Game One. And, oh shit! Yeah. I mean, Jared Wallace is a huge plus for Queensland. Not that you know he's been really good this year. Not that he's you know one of the best props in the game. He's been good for them and will be good in defence and has really good leg drive and post contact with the ball in hand. And it's a big improvement for Nate Miles and hopefully. You know, that middle of Wallace, Napa and Maguire will share the load much better than what they were doing in game one last year. And maybe Napa and Wallace mm-hmm. will task the fire up and stop Fifi. And we might see there's a weakness in that blue side that wasn't exposed in game one, but they're starting a 100-kilo man and Josh Jackson at lock, who is not a, not a lock's asshole. Like, he'll get run over in this game by these three blokes. If, if I don't Queens know. He, he, was, he was the best forward in game one, Mitchell. What are you talking about? Yeah, Bulldogs fans are. Uh, yeah, he was, he he still had about six meters of run. Or was it five and a half meters of run or something at yeah, lock in a dominant pack? It shows what he's like in the middle. But yeah. there's there's an area the Queensland can exploit. And you know, again, we'll go back to it. If Queensland can stay in this forward battle, they've got that those champions in this side again. That spine um, hasn't played together. I'm feeling some Billy Magic in this game. Well, he's he has like I said to you before. We've said this many times on the podcast. Now he's in the best one I've seen him in since you know maybe 2011, 2010 mm. kind of stuff. Mm. And him and Thurston back in his side, it, it can't be understated that what energy that'll bring. And whilst our forward pack sucked in game one, it also can't be understated the effect guys like Thurston have on the performance of forwards. You know, they make guys look better. Yeah. 
and he'll direct the side a little a little more effectively, take weight off Cronk and Smith's shoulders. Billy will do that as well, and I think we might see a bit of bit of Ken Smith, Cronk, and, and Billy attacking him behind the Blues ruck, just like the Blues did to Queensland in Game 1, and really cause some headaches. And, you know, if we question guys like Fafida and Woods and Jackson on the defence more, maybe some cracks will appear. And there's a plus matchup out on the right edge with Chambers on Jared Hayne, which should have happened in oh, Game 1. Christ, that's going to be after slower. Cha- after Chambers gave yeah. Hayne a massive bath when they played a Storm Titans game. And it's been painted by the media as Chambers is being moved to defend Hayne. It's it, a complete no, it's, reverse. It's, it's, so it's, he's been moved to run at Hayne. He has been moved. They, yeah. Because they got o- O'Neill around him a few times, but O'Neill didn't, couldn't finish off the opportunities in game one. He couldn't finish at dinner, mate. He couldn't. So they've got Chambers over there now to have his way with him, essentially. And It'll be an interesting game. It should be a much more close game than game one, you'd assume. But I think we assume game one will be close anyway. But you add the dewy surface that will be Sydney. That will be ANZ Stadium. You know, it should be, it should be a closer one. And I think... I think you can't look past Queensland when you've got Thurston and Slater back for possibly, you know, the second last game ever to get to that spine. You know, I feel like they'll do it. They'll do it tough, but I think it'll be like an 18-10 to Queensland in this game for me. It is meant to be quite humid on Wednesday as well, as it, it usually is. is. So uh, It's yeah. going to be a dewy game here, you think, in Sydney. And they spoke, they spoke about that during the broadcast on, on Friday night, that they're, they're worried about... Gus was worried about yeah. the fact that New South Wales have constantly dropped the pill. Yeah, well, the pace of game one will not be there again. I think no, people no. sometimes forget that Suncorp's a fast ground, and we don't give credit to that in Australia very often, that grounds like that can matter. But yep. there's a reason why a lot of the games are fast-paced for the last year or two. You know, Broncos-Cowboys, Storm Titans, uh, Broncos-Cowboys again, Broncos-Storm last year, are all played at Suncorp. The games, we keep thinking, oh, gee, that was a quick football game. That's that surface. It's, that's it's not necessarily about the atmosphere that is played under it. And no. it's, more, it's that you can move the ball more quickly. Surface, the weather, everything's perfect for exactly. rugby league. And and Sydney's a little different in that regard. And you can't move the ball quickly here. There will be more drop ball, and it'll be you know who doesn't you know who recovers from those mistakes better. Who's not making giving penalties way after yep. that error? And we know there's guys on that blue side who can make those mistakes and, and let it get to them. And there is some in Queensland's side too. So it should be interesting. And you know for the Blues, it'll be played the same way. Whatever, but the difference here is now that Queensland have a game. They have a game tape of the the Blues have played like this. Yep, this is a different Queensland side. The Blues will not know what to expect in this game. The interesting thing for me is whether New South Wales come out with a different game plan specifically because it's going to be wet. Now I can't see tactical mastermind and <laughs> Rain Man like genius Laurie Daly. Yeah, yeah, Coach Kevy. He did. I have a traffic cone at home that could outcoach <laughs> Kevin Rods. But like, yeah. I don't see how he will have a second game plan that will be hold under the ball more and don't. Basically, spin it. Yeah. Well, this is this is the make or break game for Kevy though. In terms of that, he it was now coming out. He hasn't got the changes he wanted in game one. Mm. They've happened in game two, and he doesn't. I don't know why he tries to justify them in the media when he makes it. Like he made the excuse of Corey Oates. So I dropped him because he's the manufactured winger. It's like, mate, just say you, you made another choice. Whatever. You don't have to make some bullshit excuses yeah. up. And manufactured winger is a bit of an insult but, to a supreme talent. But isn't but like anyway. every winger manufactured? Val Holmes is a fullback. Yeah. <laughs> like whatever. But um. You know, Kevy's got his side now. Let's see if he can manage it better. Let's see if he can manage that rotation better in the mm. middle. You know, you you've, you you surely think one of those guys had a Napa or or Wallace will play extended minutes, maybe fifty plus, and then it's, it should be good to see Papali come back off that bench. And whilst he sucked at prop for for Canberra, he's had big impact on a lot of games of Queensland off the bench in yeah. the middle. So it will be interesting. I don't think Queensland will lose the middle as convincing as people suspect they will. And Tim Glasby will come on there, and he's not going to do anything special, but he'll do some ruck control. He'll get some guys on their back. I don't know if there's anyone in the comp who's better at getting players on their back. Mm-hmm. You know, he won't go. You won't see him go to a tackle and think, "Geez, he's hit hard." He's not that guy. He's the guy that comes in, wraps around the top, and then works you to the ground kind of guy, and works in tandem with Tam Smith. 
And he has a pretty quick play the ball in the regard that he's he, he kind of in the other team's 20s, kind of like Adam Blair in a sense of that. He goes up, touches the line and puts the ball down. He doesn't really get tackled. He yeah. touches the line, plays the ball and lets a quick ball rolling. Yep. So it's a much better middle for Queensland. It should be a better contest. And as I said earlier, I think Queensland will do it 18-10. And Thurston will... Sorry, not Thurston. Thurston and Slater will be the biggest scenes and Slater will be the best player on the ground. Um, Your tips? Yeah, I, my thoughts are pretty much along the same veins. I think they'll be too fired up... Um, Guys coming in game two, they're going to be hungry. And this, as as you said, this spine, the second last game ever together, they're not going to go out with a whimper. They're going to they're at not. least they're going to at least take it to a third. Isn't it weird being excited for an Origin game though? Yeah, it is. Like it sounds dumb, but like this has been the first game mm. in a couple of years I've been I'm really pumped for. So pumped this is what those Queens have been... watch four games of rugby league a year feel like. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, Queensland have been challenged, right? And even when they lost that series that you didn't feel like Queensland were challenged. I know it sounds dumb, but yep. they lost with injury. Like, honestly, it's the first time the, the Blues have really taken dominance back in a while. Yeah, big time. And that's it. It's, it's really, it's got my interest back in the game. So, you know, hopefully we might get some good ratings, a good crowd, and mm. some good chat after the game. Mm. Your tip? Uh, yeah, I, I like, I, I'm buying what Mitch is selling. I'm going to take uh, Queensland in a close one as well. I, although I did that in game one, it didn't really work out. <laughs> I'm going to take a low-scoring draw. Nice. This is great. A draw. 12, 12 all. Wait, how does, is there like... Uh, there's um, extra time forever. So. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it's not golden point, right? It just keeps going. It'll be golden. I don't know. Is Origin golden point? I, I was asking is. you. I, I honestly don't know. Last, I, think I think it's only if it's the last But no, game. that made no sense to me because it's like, what if it's... What, what if, I can't remember. Because so the, the rule change or NRL changes, this is an ARL competition, mm. Origin, knows? so who knows? Could be anything. Someone they could have. They could just... I mean, we could Google this, but screw it. Someone tell us. Drawing lots. Yeah. Flipping right. Well, coins. if it's 12 all, my dream is uh, Mitch Pierce misses a field goal 15 out in front and then we go down the other end and Cooper Cron kicks it. Off the 45 out. Off the crossbar. There we go. With his bad foot. Simi Renrandra trying the chip and chase. Oh, no, it's Simi Redradra. And Redradra's away. Simi Redradra. Oh, this will be interesting. Oh, yes, it will, yes. Simi Redradra. Oh, he's absolutely buried it. Redradra. News. Love that drop. Mm. Give it to me. All right. Dale, big news. Ricky Stewart, contract extension. Good for him. Two more years. Two more Two years. Two more years. So, 2020. The people at the Vibe Hotel at Canberra Airport will be very happy. Okay. That's, what, <laughs> that's where the Raiders stay before games. Sure. Anyway. Why don't mm-hmm. they just stay at their houses? Uh, good question. They performed better away from home last year. Yeah, it? it was something to do with psychology. They, mm, they got someone to make that change. Mitchell, anything? Good. He's a fraud. Okay, great. Rough injury in the Parramatta game. Kaiser Pritchett out for the season with an ACL. That was one of those ones where you knew it was bad the moment it happened. It was an LCL. Never heard of it. The PCL. An LCL. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to lie. Whenever anyone gets a knee injury, I just call it an ACL. Yeah. I just go off. I've had too many. You know, of those. you know, it's a bad one when it was when he was in in that kind of pain too. Because generally, you do the ACL, you can sometimes you get up and walk off. Yeah, he was in, he was in searing pain. Twelve month injury, so midway through next year. That, yeah, makes feel, me feel for the guy. He's, he's, a, he's a he's a tough nut, but unfortunately, his body doesn't go with him. And mm. I don't know how much more first grade he left in him. Is that the second injury he's had this season? He's had a lot of injuries. Yeah. He got hurt every few weeks, but um, it looks like power after they have to go to the market. You'd think to find a, 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 a hooker now. If only they had a hooker. Yeah, recently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they'll get him back. At the uh, some yet. signing news. Alex Johnson re-signs with South till 2020. Oh, jeez. Can you play the news. dropper like it's Hunt for, for <laughs> South's place? I hope he has that fullback clause and I haven't told anybody about it yet. Uh, for next year, that'd be great. 
shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, obviously, as you know, I'm a huge fan of the winger, Alex Johnston. Um, and I'm happy to see him remain at the club. What about the fullback one you were telling me all about? <laughs> not, not so much. Aiden Guerra signs for the Knights till 2020, Dale. Hooray. Yeah, geez, this signing got panned, didn't it? Not, like, yeah, but you know fine. what? He's better than what they have. I don't, yeah. He's been, he's, I mean, rightly or wrongly, he gets absolutely, you know, harangued by most a lot of people on social media. Yeah. But he's definitely, he's, he is far better than a lot of the guys. Uh, he, he goes there and is like their second best forward. Yeah, it's just interesting. You, you made a good point that they're giving him the money they wouldn't give Paul Vaughan, though. Yeah, that was. That's the one concern with this club. They're still making some poor decisions that in you know, in preseason they didn't pay six fifty for Paul Vaughan and balked at it, and then another cl- smarter club did it, and they got left with their dick in their hand again, and they went and signed Guerra. All right, money was okay, but it's more the fact that they didn't again recognise the value of a, of a strong middle. And ended up in this kind of situation. They're going to have to be paying overs to guys like Aiden Guerra, Herman Assisi, and possibly Tata Moga from here. But yeah, I think it's a fine sign. He got pans and. Okay. He's a guy that with the, with the way he, his body language is, he always looks like he's down. Always has looked like it. So he maybe gets, he reads what people wrote about him. Maybe, maybe that's I'm it. See, I'm, I'm being sincere. Like, there's a lot of hate for this guy, and I don't think he's a particularly bad player. No, but I mean, he'll go there. And I don't know if, he, if he'll if he'll even start. He might play big minutes off the middle and the be, off the bench. Sorry, off yeah. the bench in the yeah. middle. But seriously, if you don't think this guy makes them better, then you're a fool. Exactly right. I mean. Again, they don't sign him. Who do they sign? People like don't sign him. Whatever, five hundred k is not a complete deal. You can't just sit deal. there with your what four million dollars in cap space forever. Yep. You can give it to a guy who yep. is in a, like a decent forward. Exactly right. I think it's a fine signing, and it, and it works out for both clubs. Roosters didn't need him anymore, but ran the night scene forwards. Well, you know, that's it. Good old win-win. All right, uh, Danny Fualo Lalo resigns till the end of twenty nineteen. Yeah, it's an okay resigning. Just <laughs> another Bulldogs prop. Yep. <laughs> in case people didn't know, can so he, can he we could have made up. Can he pass close to the line? Probably they all I think that's the real question. He'll fit in then. That's good. Uh, Peter Hiku released uh, immediately going to England. This is a strange one. I think I'm, how how have the Knights not signed him? Well, I'm, I'm more of suspecting that What's he got out? told he couldn't go to an NRL club. That's my thinking. Yeah. If he has to go to England again, because he signed in 2019, it's a long deal, and I think and he's 24, right? Yeah, he's 24, and he's pretty good. And whilst he's having a poor year this year, it's like. You know, he's coming back from injury. There's five clubs he could walk into. Yeah, right? I know. There was five or six back lines. I thought he'd start in, tom- you know, well, not tomorrow, next year, yeah. round one next year. But yeah, I think he might be one of those guys who go to England and mm. we'll see him trying to get out of his contract come into the season. Yeah, weird. Hmm. And uh, Tamari Martin signs with the Cuck Boys. I mean, the Cowboys <laughs> immediately. Wow. <laughs> That's, that's good. Do we have anything else to discuss? Uh, so don't think we can discuss a lot he's about he's waiting for Thurston to retire. I think that's his move now. Yeah. So we get a first grade spot. Mm. Oh, the. Okay, you like retire. Just, from just move past it. Move past it. Move, move. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is that, is that it? <laughs> uh, so we're joined now by a special guest, guys. Haven't done this in a while. Yeah, uh, this is fun. Yeah, it is. Uh, so we're joined by Andrew Marmont, who's an uh, author, big rugby league fan, who's written uh, Their Finest Hour, a history of the Rugby League World Cup. Andrew, welcome. Thanks, Matt, and thanks, Dale and Mitch. Nice to be on the show. Yeah, I guess before we get into the contents of the book itself, uh, Mitch's favourite person in the whole world besides me is Wayne Bennett. So, I mean, he's re- he's really keen to know how how you got Wayne Bennett to do the forward and what it was like uh, what it was like meeting him. Okay, well, uh, it was pretty simple. I uh, found out how to contact him, you know, through the Brisbane Broncos, and simply said that I, you know, I was wondering if Wayne would like to write a forward. This is what the book's about, uh, and just see what happened. And I really didn't expect much because, you know, he coaches England, he coaches Brisbane, he's got all these all this stuff happening. And to my surprise, he came back uh, within you know, 24, 48 hours and said, yeah, no problem. 
I'll do it for you. So, did you speak to the great man? Did you speak to him? No, no. I oh. um, I sort of no. I, I uh, just lie yeah. to me, mate. <laughs> Mitch yeah, wants to know what well, it's like. Well, <laughs> we had a great chat actually, and um, he was, yeah, he said a, a lot of good stuff. That we probably talked about two hours, to be honest. Sounds good. Um, Sounds fantastic. <laughs> We had a coffee, invited me over to his farm, and, you know, yeah, it was great. He's actually crediting you in the uh, grand final celebration this yeah. year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're... I, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if at the upcoming press conference, because the book's out this week, so I wouldn't be surprised if he did give me a plug. Um, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I actually, hear, to I it, actually, actually. hear Darius is a bit jealous of all the attention you've been getting. <laughs> <laughs> No comment. No comment to that. <laughs> okay, but to, all right. So seriously, jumping into the book now, I guess. So you're chronicling the history of the rugby league World Cup back from its uh, start. Starts the quaint beginnings in the 1960s and 70s to now. I, I guess what what was the what was the driving passion behind this? Well, really, uh, I've always been a fan of, of international footy, and uh, a few years ago, I sort of realised that really there's no attention on the international game. I think when I first first started thinking about it. Uh, I guess it was, what, the 2014, 2013. So it was after the World Cup had finished, the last one. And, you know, everyone talks about NRL and then obviously Origin. And I, I looked around and I couldn't find a book that distinctly gave a, a, you know, not just a pure history book, but a, a book that was pretty accessible to read about, you know, the World Cup and about, about that history. So I thought, you know what? Uh, if no one else is going to do it, I'm going to put something together and hopefully people can actually understand that the it doesn't start and finish with uh, the Broncos or the, or the Storm or sure? whatever. <laughs> I'm, dead, I'm dead sure. You've got you've to promote the international game. So, yeah, that's, that's the reason why. So what page do we discover Darren Lockie is the greatest player of all time? Is that in there? <laughs> well, look, Darren, you know, we... We we cover him a little bit. I mean, two thousand obviously he did quite well, but we we talk more about uh, a few. We talk about Richie Barnett's uh, recovery from the ominous head clash with Wendell Saylor. So that, he doesn't really get a lot of press there. And then two thousand and eight, of course, you know I've got a ch- I've got a headline I think in one of the in one of the uh, in the chapter nine, and it says. Um, Darren Lockyer, did he drop the World Cup? Because obviously, and we're done here. Thank you. Give uh, <laughs> you time. Um, I, I'm, I'm buying what you're selling, so I'm definitely not going to cut you off. Um, uh, so, mate, you, you spoke with a lot of you spoke with a lot of legends. Uh, he says here you spoke with guys like Wally Lewis, Wayne Pierce, Glenn Lazarus, Ricky Stewart. Uh, what, who, who was your favourite interview when you were doing this? Well, I reckon it was uh, from an Australian perspective. I mean, Wayne Pierce was was just such a, a straight up guy, and it was great to you know to get his thoughts. Uh, on the 88 World Cup, and obviously Wally Lewis. I mean, what a credit to speak to someone like him. We talked for 45 minutes. I mean, I, didn't, I wouldn't expect, you know, maybe 10, 15, but he gave me his, his time, so that was great. But probably uh, more recently, I'm just sort of thinking, um, yeah, I just had someone actually that I was thinking of, and now it's gone, but um, probably more recently, yeah, look, Wally was, was great to talk to. Um, actually, Ricky Stewart was probably my favourite because... Uh, obviously, I'd never spoken to Ricky before, and we spoke, you know, about a, it could have been a fairly touchy subject in, in what was the the 2008 World Cup. So, for him uh, to speak to him, who uh, you know, we also spoke about about his earlier career with Australia, you know, playing career, and it, it, it was just great to speak to him. And he spoke about how he 
I asked them about, oh, so what's your coaching philosophy? Because obviously, you know, you brought the Australian team together and what was that like? And he said, oh, well, ask the players because uh, I'm not one to sort of to say how I, how I coach. It's, I'm there for the players. And if the players follow me, uh, then, you know, I'm going to get the best out of them. So I thought that was great. So Ricky was certainly probably the one that stands out the most from recent times anyway. Yeah, Ricky Stewart, one of Dale's all-time favourites. Oh, a, a Raiders legend, of course. But yeah, as you say, also yeah, an, and also yeah. a dual international. Not many people remember that. Did play for the That's Wallabies right. in the eighties. But yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> played an Argentina tour with the Wallabies. Oh, there you go. Yeah, but yeah, obviously someone that that has a has a has an insight into both rugby world cups. So it'd be as you say, it'd be it'd be great to hear his insight on philosophy and and the history of the rugby league world cup. Yeah, oh, definitely. And and I think what struck me, you know, throughout speaking to all these different people were number one they just love the game so they all fell in love with rugby league at some stage and they're all involved in some way or another and uh, to me that was that was the best thing because I could tell when we started talking you know they would sort of think I could see their minds working back to when they were playing and 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 just sharing the the passion of, of what they've done in the game so it was just it was great to to be part of that uh, of that sharing of the knowledge and, and that's why I guess part of the book came together uh, is is for, the, for that reason you know it's about all these great people involved in the game and how they can actually tell their stories some are known more than others and, and some uh, obviously maybe for the first time so it, yeah, it was really great to sort of bring it all together as one and, um, and present it in, in a way that people can understand and hopefully pick up and read and enjoy. Yeah, so you mentioned the love of the game there, mate. Just reading on your, your background in the press release thing that we got. So you're from New Zealand, then you lived in France, and then you lived in Melbourne. Yet you're a rugby league diehard. How did that happen? Well, uh, I must have been when I was about nine or ten. I remember the, the Auckland Warriors joined the, the ARL. And my early memories were of, uh, you know, Sean Hoppy. Hoppy! Sean Hoppy! Oh, he said, try, you know. <laughs> Like uh, Graham Hughes, you know, James, oh, he's in, like all that sort of stuff. That, that sticks out to me, uh, just, you know, massively. And and that, I just felt like that was rugby rugby league for me um, really kind of uh, it went from there. And, you know, rugby union obviously dominates uh, over in, in New Zealand. And I liked it, uh, but I, I was never really ensconced as I was with the Warriors. And then obviously the Kiwis played and... And I always wanted to watch watch them, and then the, you know the Ashes tours um, in the early two thousands, and I just sort of got swept up, and I thought this is this is fantastic, uh, you know, more, more so the international side of things. Um, I just I thought there was a lot of potential there, and there still is, uh, if it's sort of spoken about in the right way, and it's sort of pushed forward. And obviously, they're doing a lot of stuff to do that now. So um, yeah, this I guess it's another kind of way to, for me to just say, look, you know, international footy's great. So. France, you know, I actually was over there for the 2007 uh, Rugby Union World Cup, as it turned out. Um, and I just, you know, work in holiday visa and, and, and have a bit of fun when I was over there with all the, the rugby people. And, and that was great. And, uh, and obviously, yeah, back to Australia for probably the last 10 years. So most of my adult life has been in Melbourne. And obviously, rugby league, you know, you get swept up a little bit more here, probably more so than in New Zealand. So, yeah, just sort of grown from, you know, from strength to strength in terms of the... Yeah, the, the sport. So. Great. Yeah. Uh, so uh, their finest hour is out uh, this week, June nineteenth. Um, yeah. Uh, not. We don't get a whole lot of good rugby league books, so uh, be sure to check this one out. I know I will be. Uh, and Andrew, where can people find you on uh, social media and whatnot if they want to get in touch with you about the book or about anything else? Oh, thank. You. Yeah, thanks, guys. So Twitter is at. 
Sport Sideways, and Facebook is Andrew Marmont Writer. Those are the main two. Nice. All right, mate. All right, thanks for doing this. My pleasure. Thanks, boys. Cheers. Thanks for having me on. See you, mate. Thanks, mate. Okay. Are you serious? We're going to have any questions. Question time. First one, Mario Siegs. I'm not asking it. <laughs> it's arse out great, back. Yes. Great start. Like, great on, great question. It's 2016 gear. Yes, 2016 gear, cover voice. At Wally Frogmore, why after the buyers do St. Mergy, McMurge face drop off after a strong start to the season? Do they lose passion, fight and desire? They have a spud in the halves. They drop the ball a lot. That's um, about it. I they just this week specifically, we've already spoken about it. They they just they made that bad. They weren't that bad. They yeah, just Paramount's got eighteen points of drop balls. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, we'll see how they go again in a couple of weeks. But I think one of my main concerns, I think if you listened early in the season and preseason, I mentioned they'd done the most kilometers in the preseason of any squad in the yeah, league. Yeah. And that can take its toll back end of the season. But I don't think, you know, a couple of losses, I know they weren't great losses, is it is any time to write a team off. The origin no. period disrupts a lot of clubs. Even though they haven't lost a lot of players, in and out of playing football can disrupt you still with the bye weeks. Yep. Um, next one, Pies Josh. Oh, here we go. This is an NBA question. Thoughts on the Celtics giving up faults for more assets. When will Ange actually build... Uh, Danny Ainge, sorry. I want to say Ainge, not Postacoglu. When will Danny Ainge actually build a contender? Are Ben Simmons 76, 76ers playoff bound? Uh, I'd like to see Ange Postacoglu run so Celtics. Um, <laughs> I'm okay with it because I think they were going to take Josh Jackson either way because that's Ainge's favorite player in the draft and um, like he'll be there at three probably. So I think it's rubbish. Once I saw it was only one pick you got back. Well, it's two. No, it's, it's, it's the first one doesn't conditions don't get met. It gets There's conditions second. though. Like it's there. It's you only pick. get one pick either way. But you only get the you get the Lakers pick for next year if you if it falls in two to five. Yeah. If it's outside of that, you get the pick the year after from the Sacramento. That Sacramento pick could be the number one pick. You don't say, but you, you only get one pick. Yeah, but my point is, yeah, but I'm saying like they they were probably going to take the guy they're going to get at three yeah. anyway. But hey, if the Lakers take Jackson at two and that kind of would we'll, we'll throw a cat amongst the pigeons. I'm but no, then they um, take Lonzo Ball and I get to be a big baller. I'm so. no NBA. I really hope he goes somewhere shit. Like I'm an NBA fan, but I'm not an NBA draft scout. I watch very little college ball, but I have watched a lot of Markel Fultz and Lonzo Ball the last few weeks. And I think Fultz would be fantastic at the 76ers with Ben Simmons and Embiid. They're going to be so much fun. And Dario Saric running the pick and roll. I think he's really good at the pick and roll, and he's really good pull-up shooter. So he'll be quite good there, and I think that's a good fit. And the Celtics, I mean, at some point you've got to pick somebody, but as, as Bungard said, if that's um, the guy they want, Let's live with it and see what happens. You can get an extra pick you to can, get your guy I mean, or whatever. These NBA trades, we've spent so long hammering them all the time, and most of the time they end up working out okay for somebody. Yeah, You're always wrong. The other thing is people are like, oh, but you're giving up the first pick. It's like, yeah, but like, we just arbitrarily decided that Fultz was the best player on people's big boards a couple well, of months ago. Like, three, six months ago, Jackson was the number one player on the board, and that's the guy Ainge likes the most, and he'll probably be there. Well, I mean, three, so. the, the stats back up that you, if you're the number one player in the pick, you're 60% chance of being a star player. It's star player defined by a couple of sure. PER stats and all-star games, etc. Mm. If you're the third pick, you're 17% chance of being the, um, the a star player and that, by defined by that. And obviously, it doesn't mean it applies to you, but I think, you know, the averages are generally, the first player in the draft is generally by far away in the best, and then we go from there. And Except the, for Anthony Bennett. Yeah, but that was an awful year around, <laughs> so wasn't it? Really? Yeah, but yeah, we'll see how that goes for them. But I think it's, I think it's a good trade for both teams in the end. We'll yeah, see what happens. I, I'm okay with it. 
Boston, they'll probably do something else with that pick. They've got something planned. Yeah, people, know, uh, the buzz I've read from people who know far more than we do is that those picks aren't going to be sticking around for long. But yeah, get on the 76 as well. You still can. Oh, dude, they're going to be the trendy bandwagon team this yeah. year for sure. And that's going to, if you were a Sixers fan for this whole like dark you ages, you're going to be so pissed about these fucking Johnny. But um, uh, 76ers playoff bound, he says. I say no. It's like last year, people no. thought the Timberwolves were. You no, gotta... but the, the, diff- the Timberwolves are in the West. Yeah, I know. They're in the West. The East is it's trash. Harder. East is trash, but... Young teams, you can't just go into the NBA generally and kill. Uh, I might, I if they're if they're Actually, they if their odds the are decent, might have to wet the beak. But they um, probably won't be though. Eh, we'll see. We'll Very responsible. Uh, Brett O'Shank, yeah. Crichton is off NBA contract. boom rookies. Brett O'Shank, Crichton is off contract next year. How much do you think it will take to get him to leave South? He's not getting to the open market. They're they're he's a future captain. They're going to give him a lot of money. Yeah. He yep. will get paid, and if he does get to the open market, there's like uh, someone like Manly would do on throwing money at him. Seriously, there's honestly slim to no chance that they even let that situation get to that point. The only way I could see him leaving is if he wants to go play. Well, it could rugby be his choice. Again. That if he wants to go play rugby union is the only. But why way I could would see he do that? I don't know why he'd do that, Dale. But I'm just saying, um, Souths will definitely resign. Is him there an article in some publication that we could read in that about? Yes. Uh, next one, mm. Wally Frogmore. When is Dale going on holiday again? <laughs> good question. <laughs> Funny you should say that. Say time September? or away. Start of September. Yeah, good. where are you going? They could, oh, you're going away. Dragon, yeah, yeah, dragons for the grand final. Get on it now. Mm. The hell's away. Uh, next one from Jake White, sixteen. With Croft, Smith, Munster, Scott, etc., coming through the system, will the Storm actually decline after the big three? I mean, after those guys. Big oh, three, those happen. guys might all what? be very good. After the big three leave. I think you those mean. guys might all be very good, but they're replacing the they goat, will the goat at number nine and maybe the best fullback I've ever seen in number one. Alex Johnson. <laughs> so th- they might be very good, but there's going to be a decline it's from a f- having the greatest, literally the hot. best spine in the history of rugby league. Like there's going to be a big decline. Yeah, and I mean without yeah. experience, you know how to win football games and yeah. stuff. And there will be games where will those they, young guys will fade they out. suck. Probably no. not. But like they're decline. not going to be the best spine of all time anymore. Yeah. Uh, mm. Cambo thirty seven. Which defunct club is your favourite? And he said, "Don't cop out and say Newtown." I don't know why that's a cop out, but Newtown. yeah. Well, I mean, because like. Yeah, how would that be a cop-out? Like, surely that's the answer. My nan went for Newtown back in the day, so I do actually have a massive I think he wants you to go for something more exciting, the like Glebe a Dur- club. The Glebe Dirty, Dirty Reds, Reds, Campo. How about I that? I think uh, mine's North Sydney. Illawarra. The North Sydney. Bring back the Bears. Oh, you liked going to North Sydney Oval when I was young. Mm. That's it. But uh, Yeah, Newtown, not really cop-out. You're local. Popular for a reason. People still go to the games for a reason. Uh, Frankie987. His barber told me that Queensland will Origin to to make Origin three sell more tickets. I love this. What, what other good NRL conspiracies hang on, hang do on. you have? How are they going to sell more tickets? It doesn't seat as many people. <laughs> you can only fit fifty five k in yeah, that. Yeah, but and I mean, if, if it's a dead rubber, they won't they won't sell more than twenty five k. the rest yeah. of the giveaway. Yeah, yeah. Um, not so much an NRL one, but uh, I had a cab driver who was convinced that Test cricket's been rigged for the last twelve years. So that's nice. For 12 full years. Since 2005 when Rupert Murdoch bought the rights to Test Cricket in England. In the, that, that Ashes was rigged apparently. That is a piping hot test. No, it got better because then he started giving me this long spiel about how, oh, you watch this test in Adelaide. Australia appealed for LBW. They got eight LBWs that day. I went back and looked at the test we were talking about. England England had one batsman dismissed by LBW in the test. He was, I was like, this guy's... I don't even know why I bothered to check his sources. The, That's yeah, why he's a cab Google driver. Google ruined cabs. <laughs> you got to fact check cab drivers now. <laughs> That's why he's a cab driver, mate. Um, cool. no, what, no, uh, on a serious note, the, the, the KFC one is real. Mm. We, we so all know it's real. Oh, we all know that. Thank you, Dale. That's what was Gerald Maxwell doing? Is that why he got dropped when he went around the KFC Exa- procedure? Well, yeah. You just answered <laughs> your own question. But I mean, where is he now? I mean, yeah. is he, has is he been he replaced like Paul McCartney? Is, is like, he, he could alive? be dead. He could be Dale, dead. There's a man wearing a Jared Maxwell mask. Hang on, Mitch, do KFC follow you on Twitter? They do not. 
did they at some point? They might actually. They might. They might. And it's interesting that Mitch is always on the front foot trying to defend the KFC conspiracy, <laughs> Dale. Are you in a pocket of big chicken? Big chicken well, has got be. to you. The hot pocket. Because oh, yeah. you wouldn't get the blame you out of, yeah. If you were selling out to get free KFC for life, no court <laughs> yeah, would convict please. you. <laughs> Who would have? Like, so uh, why did you be do on, it? Um, free chicken. Case dismissed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have Next. any conspiracies, but the Roosters Ben Cummins one also I enjoy that a lot. What's that? Mm. That they think Ben Cummins hates their football. Oh, club. the Tigers with Tony. Uh, is it ti- like Tigers with badge? It's like badge, and it's like they got a fifty percent win record with him or something. It's like positive. Have they them. got a change the org position to get Ben Cummins off their games like ti- uh, Tigers fans do with Gavin Badger? Uh, next one, Southern Dan, Man Crush, Gutho or Crichton? It's quite funny that. It's Crichton. The answer is Crichton. Yeah, he actually doesn't look like a. What are the, what's that guy who plays the drums on a. Uh, Sesame Street with the stupid hair. Uh, that guy. Animal. 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 Yeah, <laughs> animal. Yeah, um, yeah. Angus Crichton is the most important thing in my life right now. Oh, there you go. Sorry, Charlie. Shout out, Charlie. Yeah. No wedding ring coming for you, love. <laughs> Keep waiting. Bang. That's him minus score. He's waiting, for, he's waiting for the gay marriage to go through so I can marry him. Had a great Crichton. idea. That, correct. <laughs> Simo says he's had a great idea. Should every team be forced to take at least one game to a country town? That's a, this is, hang on, can we discuss this for a bit? This is a good idea. Fantastic. That's a really good question. Uh, the question is, I mean, does Bathurst count as a country town? Because I think Penrith would have to take yeah. games there. <laughs> uh, and coincidentally, it might be in protest. No Josh Robbo questions this week. <laughs> <laughs> he hates us now. <laughs> uh, and by uh, us, I mean Mitch. At underscore Matt Coleman. Like an MLB, would you like to see a little variation in field dimensions? E.g. team can make... Decide to make the in goals between 6 to 12 metres. Yes, but by mm. a little, I mean a lot. I want one team to have a triangular field. <laughs> <laughs> and three teams planted at once. <laughs> uh, well, did you remember used to have smaller. No, no, no. Goals, no they yeah. did. You always remember that they play, used uh, to play at Olympic, Olympic Park. They used to have the really shallow in goals. Yeah, and um, it's a, it's a big it's a big thing in England. It's a huge thing in England. <laughs> yeah, I want someone to have a comically large in goal, like they used to in rugby union, like they do in the Canadian Football League. If you ever watched that, oh, yeah, and like, they have that rule where the you can kick the rouge, you, you kick the ball back. Yeah. As a Broncos fan, with our kicking game, let's make the in goal twenty five meters. Can't kick any balls dead. Okay, next question from uh, Edwin underscore Smith one. Ugh. I never read his full handle out, but there it is. Hmm. Hey, someone else is bringing this up. I didn't bring this up earlier, but why couldn't Bunga take responsibility for his poor choices during our 2v2 basketball match like on he's Saturday? asking to get made fun of. Like, <laughs> yeah, he has is. no right of reply here. Does he know, know how podcasts work? Is he, he Paul Gallon? Um, he, uh, Mitch, how many of your baskets did you literally walk past Edwin to I don't score know. I wasn't untouched from two feet? I'd say all of them. <laughs> A lot doesn't like to d- the Mitch Moses of transition defense. Did he did he wave you through like a seven four seven? No, not really. I, mean, <laughs> I thought it was all skill to get loose, but you know apparently it's with bad defense. Get loose. You know, that's uh, it. He took a few possessions off. You picked two you, on two. You you, you picked really and rolled him with no one else. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> that is exactly. That's what <laughs> you right. drew someone in for a screen that there was no one to but screen. Yes, the Eater Street Elite did put up a comprehensive win on us on a. Good gear. Saturday against what is it? What's the team called? We don't have a team. Yeah, I've got a team name. Well, well, that's like, your first problem. Well, no, because um, yeah, I don't know. Is your team name just Edward and like long capitals? When you how many times you yelled at him? <laughs> Edward, Edward! <laughs> defend. <laughs> uh, another one, Frankie Young's got nine eighty seven. Who's the best player in the NRL at the moment, and why is it Angus Crichton? Correct answer. Great question. Moving on. Uh, at me, salute Hosel. Good gear. Says this isn't a question. This is a shout out to the very brave at Simo underscore three nine three. We're all behind you, pal. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, he's up in uh, Darwin working, and he he's is, losing his mind. I've been seeing his Snapchat. He looks mad. very bored. It's, it's so, like he's done about fifteen polls in one day. Slowly descending to madness. That's it. And he's been tweeting about picking his boogers. He's so bored. He yeah. did, yeah, I did he's like that. Like, best thing so far on trip. Get working all day. Working like, the dirt. Picking my boogers. Booger <laughs> is a funny word. At he- okay, what's this? What's his handle here? Mitch at reading. Chicken and Footy. 
No, because it only says chicken out okay. <laughs> in the shortened version. The uh, Steel City NRL podcast boys have the hot take of Crichton already being better than Josh Jackson. Do I agree? Do you agree? Oh, I obviously agree. Yeah, I don't love Josh Jackson. I'll say yes. I, I think he's bloody close. <laughs> so, do you want to hear a hot take from the Steel yeah. City boys, though? Yeah. Heinz Harold Ramage said to me on Heinz. Friday night. I always call him Heinz Harold, like that race car driver, because I call yeah. him Harold. It's just our yeah. thing. Big Medium. country. Big country. I have a lot of. I have a staggeringly high number of nicknames for Harry. Anyway, so during the game on Friday, he said Angus Crichton is the new Brad Clyde. Yeah, that is piping. I like it. That's. I'm shocked. That's yeah. unbelievable. It's that's hot. really hot. Mate, wait till someone does it after their first, you know, big season. He's fantastic now, but mm. you know we've seen plenty of times players in their so best year. It's so funny because like big, big country is like the number one hater of like media hyperbole with players, yeah. and then he comes out with that. I don't know he does like a hot take himself though. He, he does, does like he it. Does. Mm. He does. He uh, does. At RCB Sharks, Barrel has a pie festival on this weekend. What is the best savoury pie? Hang on, hang on. the car. Barrel has a pie festival this weekend. Yeah. Mm. We got. We got three questions. But first one: What is the best savoury pie? Savoury pie. Yeah. You go first. I'm really prone to a curry beef pie if it's good beef. Curry beef pie from Trappers is pretty good. I was going to say yeah. steak and mushroom. Steak and mushroom is good as well. I really hate the place when you go somewhere and it says steak and then you get ground beef. Yeah. I here. will never go back if you do that to me. You've betrayed my trust. And um, I'm, I'm very pro. Not one of those people. Mm. I don't like the cr- the pie crunchy the whole way. I actually like the soft bottom with a crunchy top. Yep. That's my kind of pie. That was, yep. That's what speaks to Wait. me. But. Yeah, that's, that's how they should all be. Maybe you get some places they got crunchy everywhere. The people, oh, okay. uh, But you know how they've done that. Yeah. They've cooked the pie without the meat in it. Have they? Yeah. Yeah, well, I think the guys, like, it's something about if they cook it with it, with or without that tin on it or yeah. whatever. I don't, I'm not a, um, a pie cooker myself. I'm not a pie aficionado. I cook them with puff pastry at home okay. in a lazy way. Um, <laughs> before he goes to his next question, I've got one. Where yeah. do you stand on people who don't put sauce in their pies? Look, you can do what you want with your food, but yeah. okay. I kind of want them all to go to jail. Like, <laughs> I mean, is there not an argument is... made that there could be a pie delicious enough that doesn't need sauce on it? Fair well, point. There's a pie or... shop up in, I can't remember what it's called, up near Manly Way that does a breakfast pie that has like a wow. circle egg put yeah, it on the top. Yeah, but that's different. That's like a whole meal in a pie. I'm talking about like a yeah. standard meat pie. Oh, if it's a meat pie, if it's a 4 and 20, you need yeah. tomato sauce. And you're eating with no sauce. You need mm. tomato sauce on a 4 and 20. But there can be, if, there's if a level. If you're at of... the footy and you're, you're eating a 4 and 20 without, you should be ejected. Yeah. You should be. Like, I... But there's a level Membership of pie taken. that's good enough that he doesn't No, no, sorry. I meant like generic standard meat pie. Yeah, but those ones, a pie like that, the bacon and egg pie, good stuff. Okay. Good stuff. Um, the next question. What is the best dessert pie? Pumpkin. Pumpkin as well. As an American stepmom, eating a lot of pumpkin pie in my yeah. day, it's Dizzy. delicious. Pumpkin pie changed my life. And it's the second so one's uh, apple. Oh, I was going to say, apple is right up apple there. Apple second. Yeah. yeah. That's, wow. It's the most uh, conse- uh, in consensus we've ever been on yeah. an answer to anything. You're going to say consensual. Overrated pie. <laughs> cherry. Cherry yeah, pie, yeah, speaking of consensual... Moving on. Oh. <laughs> okay. uh, if, you want a, if you want a good pie, uh, great pie at Robertson and or Goulburn. Or a cherry pie. Uh, you know, Don't go to Goulburn <laughs> for a cherry pie. Unless you want to meet Ivan Malat. Moving and on. Last question. RB, RCB Sharks That's says, is, is pie better than cake? Jeez. Now, if we're combining savoury and sweet pie like he has, yes, pie wins. But, but a, a savoury cake is just a bread. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so... <laughs> And there's a lot, there's a lot of bread out there. I think I think the variance on cake is much higher than pie. Yes, there's like, a lot of bad cake. If you're getting a pie, it's probably going to be all right. Worst case, you're like, this is fine. Yeah. If you're getting a cake, you can be like, this is shit. Or uh, people are like, when you go somewhere and you just know that person can't cook and they've made cake, and you're like, I have to eat this cake and act like it's okay. Yeah, can I have a glass of milk with this, please? I did. Uh, I have had the faux pas many a time of telling people the cake isn't nice and it, they, oh, it, does, it doesn't go yeah, well. So now you just no. now you just eat it and smile. <laughs> but yeah, if it's not a moist cake, I'm out. I'm Where's also, pie? I'm pie also not one of those dudes who likes jam and cream in the middle of the cake. Like, no, like, no. not a jam sponge and cream cake. guy. 
you get out. Get yeah, out of my life. Thank you. I agree. Like, I remember working in an office, at, um, a large office that celebrated everyone's birthday and sponge cake every other Friday. I'd rather shoot myself than eat sponge cake every other Friday. Now, that's it. That is that is the uh, the Surrey Hills version of Chinese water torture where I work. Repeatedly eating, eating sponge cake. cake. Just, What's your Mount Rushmore of cakes? Mount Rushmore of cakes. Or Mine's... I, I like slices too and puddings. I don't care. Yeah. Don't complicate things. <laughs> oh, you, you really, really muddy cake is up there. Yeah, well, I've got caramel yeah. mud is yeah. the goat. It's the yeah. George Washington of yeah. Mount Rushmore. Oh. And then I've got banana cake, controversial choice, but banana, ba- cake. banana cake is dope. Yeah. And mm. then I've got uh, standard mud, the standard well, chocolate. My favorite cake's cheesecake. And I was going to say, by distance. For, and I was going to say, fourth is is a is is a cookies and cream cheesecake. Yeah, Actually, mine's lem- lemon cheesecake is number one. For cake me. beats pie for me now because I'm cheesecake. Yeah. Cheesecake's yeah. my favorite dessert, and I make a good lemon one, or I make a passion fruit mango one. Oh, which uh, if, you, if you're nice to me, you might get that. I've been nice to you for several years. Yeah, well, if you're really nice to me, <laughs> and you come around on holiday time. Uh, but if I'm nice to you, then you. Get it, it's cake. a layered passion fruit mango one. It's delicious, but yeah. Looking forward to Japanese cake cheesecake now. in People 2020. People can't see this, but he's looking at me very suggestively yeah. right now. <laughs> well, that. You earn that, uh, earn that cheesecake. Yep. Where's that cream cheese coming from? Yeah. Well? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. We've uh, really crossed some lines at tonight. At Kevo 37. Oh, here we go. Another question. Has Bungard ditched the podcast to work on his jump shot? <laughs> which uh, right now would deem unreliable at best. I, look, uh, who won horse, which is the shooting game? He did win horse. Uh, exactly. He lost 3-0. Yeah, the, in, because in, you're in, both in, bigger than me and you just kept backing into me and then shooting from uh, two feet. I wasn't really doing the backing into you. Well, he was. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, yeah, I won the game that was just shooting. So, you yes. know, Did you I win or were you let to win? What? Mm. You'll never know. You'll never know the conversation stay before. Woke. Mitchell, stay, I am stay woke, not, kids. not sure. I've never been more sure of anything in my life than I am of you would never, ever, ever let me win at anything Maybe. for Maybe. any reason. You know what? Now you've well, put it that way, Bungard. I'm, I'm actually... I, I, I agree. Oh, well, <laughs> speak you. to Campo about it later. Uh, You'll get the inside Campo, scoop. Whoa. Campo might let me win at something. Do we have, no a, do we have an X Files theme drop on there? We, <laughs> we speaking of our conspiracies, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we are in the Twilight Zone. So moving on. Uh, at four two eight five, Ando, sorry, Ando four two eight five. Jeez, did Mitch direct any correspondence to HR after the target harassment last week? <laughs> Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, Mary's Mary's been put on she's a good. Bond. Again. She's been put on a good uh, behaviour. Good behaviour bond again. Yeah, she's been moved floors. She's. Look, yeah. I, I've made she's not even. In, she's not even in reserve. She's in Ron Massey. She just no respect for written warnings at all. But <laughs> this is the thing, right? I've moved her on. See, I don't want you guys to be having to have that water cooler chat. It's just yeah. not appropriate. If you want to do that outside of I work, ca- that's I fine. In, I come here to work. Yeah, I agree. I come to my bedroom on a Tuesday or a Monday at seven thirty to work. I'm sorry that <laughs> she made you feel uncomfortable. And yeah. and you are working your ass off, and that's and what this, she wants. And in this modern society, why can men speak to men like that? Okay, move move past. <laughs> I mean, we speak to each other like that all the time, but I mean, like that, you know, we don't maybe. have equal rights. Moving right. on, exactly right. The persecuted white male. His time <laughs> will like, come. Stop, stop. <laughs> Next question oh, at gosh. Mario Siegs. Biggest scum move. Sonny Bill Williams to rugby first time or KD to Golden State Warriors? Uh, I've read Sonny Ball, actually. Paul SBW. Book. Really, it's a really good book. And after reading that, it is so clearly Sonny Bill. Like, not it, even close. Even after reading it. Was it, so, it, it even it, before, but like, after reading it, I was like, still, you got a better understanding of how bad it was. Like, oh man, it was bad. He's a scum move. Like, KD to Golden State Warriors is, is a, a bitch move, yeah. but this is a, that's a, one of the scummiest yeah. moves. It's one thing to, like, your contract ends and you sign for a team because you want to win a grand final. It's like Duran went to Turkish league. Like, it's it's, it's entirely another to sneak out of the country. Yeah. <laughs> At midnight or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was, uh, like, that has to be up there with the strangest rugby league story in the last it's, 20 it's, years. It's, it's, it'd, be on the th- it'd be in the 30 for 30 pipeline for sure if when um, we eventually make that show mm. happen. 
if it was in modern rugby league with social media now, boy, would he be copying it. His comeback, we'd never. It wouldn't have worked. He would have been liked. Twenty people would have taken photos of him at the airport. Yeah, you're right. Sunny Bills at the airport. (laughs) Uh, Why is he getting on a plane to France? At RCB Sharks, what's the earliest you bailed on a sporting event? Last week, he watched 35 seconds of Oz vs Brazil. Missed Um, the first goal. I've probably he missed the first goal. Yeah. He probably caught wrong 35 probably, seconds, wasn't it? switched to the game after the goal. He switched. had poor reception and went, oh, yeah. hang on. Uh, like, usually, uh, usually, you know, you have that dumb hope that your team can come back and win. The only, I think I've only, I might bail on a baseball game pretty early if the Orioles are getting towed like 10-0 within two or three innings. I, I think I've flicked on a Cavs game for about four seconds and flicked off. Oh, does, does flicking count? If you flick on know. and it's like the third quarter and you're losing by 20, that doesn't count. That doesn't mean from the start, right? Well, from the start, I don't know. I don't really... Uh, it wouldn't be very early then. I've definitely bailed on yeah, watching... Because you don't watch baseball. So yeah, it'd, be, it'd be like if like Australia, when Australia got skittled for like 30 or something. Yeah. Like, I'd, I watch that kind of stuff because it's a I, watch, I usually watch Australia. Like in rugby, like I watch those games through the end. NFL, I watch Packers through the end. But Cavs, when, when they were sucking and there was 82 games a season, oh, yeah, no, when no. they're down in the second quarter, you're like... This isn't yeah. This is not worth it. Any, this is going to come back into Spurs. Genuinely, any time the Wallabies are losing by more than like 10... Just turn it off. It's not getting better. Actually, that's a fair one. I've turned Wallabies games off a lot in the last like, 10 years. The, uh, a lot. The, anytime they play the all just don't turn it on. The You're just harming your mental the, health. You know, it's not often, but every now and then, like, they had that draw against All Blacks a few years ago, and you talk yeah. yourself into it, and you go and watch the next game. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is going to be no, great. The draw oh, was our peak. <laughs> oh, we've conceded a try. Oh, yeah, dear. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, next question at Mario Siegs. Desi Hook Mary. Why are clubs so quick to sign their coach up after a couple of good games? Is there much demand well, for them? Desi got re-signed after they lost like 40-0. Yeah, but they, um, there's more things at play there. They wouldn't get Kieran Form without him, for example. Exactly. They're punted, he can turn it around. Desi's a much better coach than Mary's, this. Mary, I think, Mary's is more... One, yeah. yeah, Mary, I think, has a much more to do with why, the way that he deals with the players, and I think that the Dragons want someone stable. Well, for, we've spoken to people at the club that we know who say Mary's beloved by the club and by the players, so... And if they're performing okay, that'll do enough for them, to be and, honest. And I think the other thing is that if you've got a player who's a legend of the club, especially for Steelers, yeah. um, if you've got a player who's a legend like that and the Wait, Dragons start going south... Players, fans, all buy more. Exactly. And they're going to stop with that out, and oust, I mean, oust stuff. Two years, okay, two years is, is, is long, but I mean, from this year, whatever, they were supposed to come 15th or 16th, people thought. He's done a decent job. They're like, what, 6th? 5th? Yeah, and he wouldn't be on a huge deal either. No. Uh, it will be a performance-based contract. The Griffin one's interesting, as you said. Hooks in there is about to get re-signed. They've been woeful this year. They've won a couple, two games and a bounce. Or they figured it out, though, mate. That. The architects in the sixth yeah, jersey. Turn it it's over. And, uh, the, the, we'll the, rest, the rest of the league can mate, enjoy not the, winning. He's the, the Brutaleski of rugby league. Mm. Yeah, Huge dime. Yeah. Whatever. I'm happy Penrith are re-signing him. More fun for me. Mm. Uh, next one at s underscore j underscore doherty. I don't know if I've seen, heard from you before, Stevie, but welcome. You got really angry at this question. I did before we hit record. <laughs> Any merit to a personal foul system a la NBA? Like, we've had worse questions. Why are you so angry? No, they said, may limit, impa- may limit impact serial offenders can have in slowing down run, giving away deliberate penalties in like, ten. Big penalties is like someone gave two away in a game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if someone gives away like four, you're like, whoa. Yeah. What, what's happening? Like, what, what are you... What you, um, personal foul system Get off the field my, gave away two no, my, my, my little simple one Was always If you inte- if you give away a penalty In your own 20 That player's off the field now, Until the until possession changes Now we've got this funny rule mm. For repeat offenders Now hear well, me hang out on. Slow, slow give, down If slow you down. give like three penalties away Out in your own line You can go off the field For 10 minutes 10 minutes And then come back Seems like an awfully long time For, mm, for a penalty One eighth of the game It just wow. doesn't work Because it's always a, Like players usually try to Share the load in giving away penalties I, I think Yeah 
But then they shed a load. There's no person who fails. True. Are we personally failing the whole Cowboys side? Well, what about like, a bonus? You're all off. You're, you're in the bonus. So <laughs> if there's the, the eighth Convert, penalty, in the, the eighth penalty, the, in the, the eighth penalty, the half's like ten meters out from your own line, but then you get moved all the way out the other, and you get a goal shot right in front. Yeah. <laughs> you're, in bonus. you're in the bonus. Technical fouls. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. I yep. enjoy that. No, I think there could be some merit no. in no, no not no. in. <laughs> if you're rude to people, they won't send us more questions. Well, they do. No. <laughs> Not coming around. No personal vows. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's relented. At SC under the radar. Biggest loose cannon in the game. Kenny Edwards, Conrad Harrell, or others? It's Fafita. It's still Fafita? Yeah. Kenny Edwards is right up there. Uh, but Fafita's got years of this. But he hasn't done much this year. But, but the other yeah. thing is, Fafita's got years to go. Yeah. He hasn't done much this year, but you know, there's guys who've earned years' reputation rather than an Edwards or a, a Harrell, a couple of loose cannon games. But I enjoy the, the Hurrell loose cannon because that man looks like his head ready to explode because you know he can't hit anybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brett O'Shank, has there ever been a quicker downward spiral slide in the club than Hodko this year? Sorry. Started year as captain, round, round nine is back up to Jalen Feeney. Isn't that, is, a lot, is any of that due to injury? Well, his knees are done. So yeah. I don't know if it's um, a big slide. I mean, you look at the Burgess twins. Yeah. Like, especially George, dominant in 2014, a shadow of that player the following year yeah. and nowhere near that level ever since. That, that's, a, that's, a, I think, a pretty obvious one for me. And I think, um, you know, Uate's drop-off was pretty staggering as well. From yeah, to the point where people didn't want him playing first grade yeah, for the Knights. Ever yeah. again. That's probably worse off than the Hawkins' one. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. He was a rep player for longer. He was on target to, like, break every try-scoring record under the sun. He was a player they changed the rules for. Yeah, there was a certain point where you were like, geez, this guy might break, like, Ken Irvine's record. And now he's just like, he's doing okay now, but, like, there was a massive drop-off last year. party double underscore keg. Best example in recent memory of a player who never lived up to their talent through injury, poor attitude, off-field behaviour, etc. Dale nailed Todd it. Carney. Yeah. yeah, even how good as he was, he was something special. He's still an incredible footballer. If you, if you watch him overseas, he's, he tears it up. But he was given five chances and literally pissed in his own mouth. I implore you to go back and watch his Dally M season and realise yeah, how yeah. good he was. He moved from, they had him at fullback at first, moved yep. him in, he was a sensational player. To to go from that to being banned from your hometown, <laughs> not great. Like th- I think that's all that needs to be said, really. Yep. And Channel eighty six asks, "Your why are you in the Super League thirteen? So thirteen of players that were left with a lot to give in the NRL. For example, Peter Hiku and Matt Parcell. Uh, well, Mahe Fanua I thought was weird when he went there, but defensive is- issues, mm-hmm. I guess. But it's, honestly, there's not that many. Hiku's one. Parcells yep. on Segar only last year. I throw a controversial one out there. Joe yeah. Burgess. I thought he was good enough to play first grade when he, especially yeah. back end of the year for South. Yeah, he was decent enough by the end there, back then. But other guys, you know, Kurt Gidley, for example, definitely ready to go over there. Yep. Parcells a huge one. I don't see Battle how he's, they, that's yeah. baffling. He's been fantastic there too. I don't say he doesn't find his way back next season. Uh, Greg, Greg Eden got to set a try scoring record there, but he can stay in England. <laughs> It's just weird, isn't it? How crazy that good that Castleford team is, and it's like Greg Greg Eden, who you might have hated more than. You no, know, I didn't hate him. Mm. He put in. Yeah, he wasn't afraid of the ball. He just sucked. I didn't hate Eden. He just um. And they got Hardacre and Eden, who were failures here, who were just yeah. amazing. I think Hardacre could have been okay here so in the I. preseason. He just wasn't. He just he, he put in a really poor environment. More, more really underway. Time. Really yeah. underway, and yeah. didn't really get to play often. So, yeah. but yeah, Eden. Well, I mean, it's, he shows an example of what Super League players should be doing. He was a Division Two player on loan kind of thing before he came to the, to, to the Broncos and 
come over here for two years, work on the Q Cup, get better coaching, better development, and see what happens for your career. You know, for what happened, Denny Solomon last year was the best, broke that try scoring record and the, the biggest try scorer in rugby league over there. Yep. And on the wing for Castleford, got bought by English rugby and getting paid a squillion dollars or whatever. Yep. You know, Eden could be on that same trajectory mm. somehow. And that's it, scoring a lot of tries. So come over here, English players, and learn a, few, a thing or two. And then you I can say. play rugby. Yeah. And you're sorry for answering your question, shit, Shanta, but I haven't got any other answers. I'm sorry. Uh, next one. Furthest distance you've travelled specifically for food from Shanto again? The, 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 the word specifically in this is 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 just sort of complicates it because like often like you'll go places and you're like, oh yeah, oh sweet, that place is there while well, I'm also going to this place for another yeah. reason. Mm-hmm. But like you and I drove from my house to DY to get a Truffle burger. That's pretty far. That's not that far f- to me. No, but from my house yeah. it is because you came to my house first and then we drove. So well, that was like an hour. Well, the knockabout days um, of North Taramara, I drove to Cogra for Sizzler. Just for Sizzler or was it a pretty good Just one? for Sizzler. Okay. I've driven to Surrey Hills for Gelato Messina. That's pretty far from up there. Mm. Um, I've driven from here to Manly for Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Like, you know, wow. They're pretty far drives. Me Bondi. driving into the city Sorry? for anything. Bondi. Not The first one was in Manly. Oh, okay. So um, mm. yeah, so I'm I'm willing to drive for food if there's a company. I'm not willing to wait for food though. There's a big difference. No, there's a huge, difference. huge difference. I'm moving. You know. Oh, I've come into the city, but that's that's long, an hour. That's a long way for me. <laughs> any any date night for me. I consider is it Carl's Junior up at the Central Coast? I consider driving up for that, but yeah, just we'll haven't talk. found the right moment. Off season, t- yes. off season time. At Dollary Do's, worst team to make the grand final in the NRL era. Mm. So my two were the 14 Bulldogs, and he suggested the 09 Eels. And I think that's a good pick. They were in form at the time, but that squad on paper is disgusting. Mortimer, Robson, uh, Joel Reddy, I think. Chris Keating. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Matt Keating. They, yeah, that Bulldogs team wasn't great either. They were. They, they, no. they played their part. That the Bulldogs team had Sam Parrott and Mitch Brown in it. Did. At, Sam Parrott at fullback, sorry. Ah. Yep. So, yeah, not a great side. Um, but I'm going 09 Eels with you as well there, mate. And I think Bulldogs are second. I put a shout in for the 05 Cowboys as well. They got towed by 50 in the first week of yeah, the finals. That, that, that squad was still decent, Just, mate. I mean, they had JT, but, man, they they weren't particularly good. They had JT. They had um, Josh Hannay, Paul Bowman, Matt Bowen, Aaron Payne. They had a fun team. Steve Southern, fun. Luke O'Donnell. They had a fun team. Yeah, Luke yeah, O'Donnell, Paul Raihihi. I mean, that's a good side. Josh, Josh Hannay and Aaron Payne aren't exactly like superstars. But ha- and Steve Hannay Southern. played Origin. Steve no, Southern was yeah, decent. Well, Nathan Merritt played Origin. Luke O'Donnell played Origin. Superstar. I retract my statement. Moving on. Yeah, there we go. Uh, at Thought Night FB, how does how was Mitch D and Mary Kay's date? Where, when, who picked up the tab? Any Next fireworks? question. Why did you uh, even read that out? Well, I've just respect for the questions, mate. Oh, now you have respect for the questions. Yeah, just respect for the questions. Someone asks, a new listener asks a genuine question and you make fun of him. <laughs> and then someone rips on you with no substance to their question and obviously no answer that we can Don't give. Don't try to understand how I react to things. Sorry, that was my mistake. met Mitch before? Don't try to understand how I react to He's a complicated being. And his next question, would you rather have Ash Taylor or Anthony Milford long term? Why'd you Ooh, ask? Fun. No, Tony, I think Milford. that was for me and Dale. No, it wasn't. Milford. Taylor's got a weird head. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you are weighing up all the pros and cons, that's my first those Good head. Point, well made. Weird, not weird. Uh, the hat got weird. Nothing, nothing new listener, I think. KJ underscore Eagles 08. Red wine or white wine? White, white. for me. Yeah. Red. Here's why. Here's why, right? Because like, we're not like wine connoisseurs, I wouldn't say. Aren't we? I don't believe we are. I've, oh in fact, never seen you drink wine. I've seen you drink beer a lot. I'm not going out and drinking wine. Who's buying wine at a pub? Not you. Yeah. Which proves my point. It's, it's, no, good wine. wine you know who's doing that? A wine connoisseur. No, good wine is not bought at the pubs I go to. <laughs> anyway, so like 
my in my general experience in life is that bad cheap white wine is less disgusting than cheap red wine. Well, yeah, you've got you've got a much a much wider gamut of of opportunities to speaking to have. of not being a wine connoisseur, judging wine on the four dollar bottles. There are there are a lot there are a lot more differences in like you've got a, like a dry white and a and a not like a not dry white and a really really sweet white. Like you can get a really shit bottle of Moscato that tastes like pineapple it's juice. It's delicious, and Moscato's it's delicious. Goddamn delicious, correct. Or you can you've got like dry red or dry red not dry red that tastes really dry because it's four dollars. Yeah, or it's a good red and it's better than all of it. <laughs> he makes it good. My uh, my thing is this like. If you if you drink like red wine is great, but if you have too much, it's going to hurt a lot more than too much white. Yeah, That's that doesn't point. make it better. No, no, no. I know, I know, I know. I, I know. prefer white wine. Yeah, I prefer red, but it's more the fact that I drink wine. Like generally, I want to drink wine with my with my dad. Yeah, foots bill, so it's not nice wine that say. I can afford. I and I like say, drinking yeah, yeah. red with food more than I like drinking white. Red, red with food. There, there are a lot more foods that red is better with than mm-hmm. there are other white. And that's yeah. sort of generally I drink wine. I'm not yeah. a big alcohol with food guy at all. Just in general, more just a water with meals. Yeah, I, mm. don't, I don't know. Like to, mm. I don't know. Fish and chips with meal. Fish and chips. No, with it's water. just weird. It's like the one thing. Th- like, uh, not like it's just weird. It's just my one thing. Caramel mud cake. Just like give me, a, give me some water, and I'll drink afterwards. Mm. You power rating or something? Huh? <laughs> you <different laughs> Yeah, <laughs> gotta get through. <laughs> it. Um, no, I don't know. I just like to enjoy my food. Don't like to. Yeah, but the, the red wine enhances, Compl- enhances the food, the pl- though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe I'll try it. Also, water is. is cheaper. And I'm on the Facts. wagon that I don't enjoy either shit version of cheap red or cheap white. Yeah. I'd, well. I'd rather drink a beer. Decent white. There is some good white there. Can we was, play some Goonpong soon? I was in the uh, the Hunter back in the last year for Dad's 60th, and uh, there was some good white there. Well, yeah, that, that's where nice. I saw more nice whites than I tried in a while. Yeah. You get really drunk and start asking for BV like halfway through the tour. <laughs> I seem to uh, remember that. I can't, re- I can't remember. <laughs> I definitely recall I, that. That being, I, can't remember, I think that was really early though. I don't think it was late. I think it was I had like two wines. Like fuck this shit. You got any beer? I can't remember what I did. Mm. It's fine. What? I think I rated VBs above all the wines. Why are there not? Why are there not more wine sponsorships for the Knights? I don't know. Hunter, big wine region. Hunter, you're asking some money. good questions. You're not really the right crowd. No, yeah. you're right. Anyway. Yeah, they're not really wine tinnies on the hill. Is there? Get them in there. No, there could. Though. There could be. Yeah. If you could. Could you get like imagine a, how loose that would be. That would get the fans back. Now, with your family pack, you get you know you get your family ticks or whatever. You get a goon sack and a picnic rug. Oh. The hill. <laughs> we've, we've done it. We've saved. We've saved crowds. This is the other thing. We've saved the NRL. You have your goon sack, and then your kid gets sleepy. Blow it up. And, it, yeah, and it's got a nice, nice, done. you know, branded box. Yep. You've done it here. We have genuinely just saved crowd and, problems in the NRL. And the box NRL. doubles as when you rip it off. It's a, it's a hat. It's a it's nice a hat. hat. If all great. NRL games were at suburban grounds and you could get a reasonably priced family pack with a picnic rug and a goon bag. The fans, will, the, they if you, flack, if you flock build the games, it, they the will game. come. Yeah. Like, fuck, that's a br- Could you imagine how loose it would be with four liters of wine well, per I mean, two people. I listened to the, I listened to the, I listened to the Dollop podcast the other day about ten cent beer night. Yeah. Whereas when a ba- when a professional baseball team sold ten cent beers for one night, <laughs> and it went exactly how you would expect it to go. Yeah. That's how I imagine some sort of goon sack promotion would go. Let's have goon sack day one day. Fuck yes, night well, bring the fans back. Actually, Manly could should do it. They need fans. Yeah, they're two hundred percent going if that's a thing. <laughs> goon sack night happens. Someone. Someone who listens to this finds some Ben Wallace. You got some clout. Yeah, down at HQ. I want, I make want, it happen. Yeah. I want commission on Goon Sack Night. Just a free. You get a thirty free cents for every Goon Bag. That's probably too big of a margin on Goon. That's bag. a lot Actually, of. Yeah, I was going to say that's a big margin. Fifteen cents for every Goon Bag. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's it. That's the questions. Oh, well done. Fun. Uh, we're going to talk about the games for next week. Oh uh, yeah, that's football again. Do we? we predicted this Origin Ooh. game. Let's do the, the other game. Let's run through them quickly. No, Score and result. Do it slowly, like Paul Keating would want. 
All right. Don't uh, you look at me like that, you galah. You enjoyed that reference. I, I did. know you did. All right, 6 p.m., Mount Smart, Warriors, Bulldogs. I'll take the Warriors. Warriors by 10. Yeah, the boys. The Warriors. Yep, uh, 7.50 p.m. Dale, will you be there? Campbelltown Stadium. I won't. I'm at a gig. Oh, no. No, I know. I was really pissed off. Sing? Don't know. Didn't, I didn't buy the tickets. Oh. Family thing. He, know, he knows what he's They're saying. They're getting a goon bag for family, yeah. family he, prices. He knows who he's saying. He's just embarrassed to tell us, right? Yeah, yeah okay. Good. No, anyway, uh, West by 400. What? No, nah, not really. Gold uh, Coast by 12. I'm going to take... I don't think Hain or Pete's will be able to back up two, two days rest from Origin, especially oh. Pete's making 75 tackles. I'm going to take the Tigers. This is really? hard one. I think the Titans might be too tough for them. I'll bring out the scrap cliche again. <laughs> no, my thing um, is my thing is this: the Gold Coast are going to be able to get the ball down the other end of the field yeah. without dropping it. Yeah. Would you like to double our six pack bet? Yes. Boom. Done. On the line? Or we no, don't know well, who, well, who the lines in the favour for? I actually have no idea. Yeah, Titan, line, line, line. Not line. the line. Titans are significant. Three favorites. and a half. Three and a half. That's fine. Don't take the line just to the straight bet. Yeah. Um, I'm going the Titans, but. This one's one of the ones that will hinge on team lists and who backs mm-hmm. up. You'll change your tip on Friday. If yeah, but we're, we're, lo- yeah. we're locked yeah. in. We are. Straight right. bet? No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Double or nothing. I, I, I'll give you a chance. Uh, <laughs> Cowboys. Please. Panthers, 3 go. p.m., 1-300 Smiles Stadium. Oh, boy. And it's during the sun. <laughs> 3 p.m. Young Matt Moylan better put SPF 100 on or he's going to get. <laughs> yep. Hey, this could be the first man to play in some like a bikini. On the, the way, on the pitch. As is the way with Penn, the soft draw, they get to play the Cowboys in a backup, but this team ain't tough enough to go to North Queensland and win a football match. Oh, they're going to they're so the be Cowboys, coming up against a player who's going to run for 500 metres. Yeah, um, Cowboys could play with you or me in the halves and win this football game. I don't think JT is going to back up. Well, I mean, you saw um, my kicking on the weekend. I, I could put a bomb up, don't you worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. I did, did get hit in the face by Sharon. That sucked. You did get hit in the face by Sharon. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm getting the Cowboys in. I'll take the Cowboys by 20. I like uh, it. I, I, I'm going to back the Panthers on the back of a Matt Moylan masterclass. What? I've turned. I've, I've turned on that. Yeah. It's more fun to just pretend that he's awesome because it really annoys. Is me. Is he going to be able to back up from being 18th man? Good, great question. Can't be sure. There's a lot of pressure there. there. I mean, he, pressure. he doesn't perform under the pressure of 18th That's man. That's true. 5:30 uh, p.m. Canberra Raiders Broncos. Big game for the Raiders. I'm not going to say huge season game. on the line. Huge but game for both teams. Bloody important to be game for him. I um, mean. Broncos, the back of origin, travelling to Canberra, mm. missing yeah. Milford. Broncos traditionally not up. very good in Canberra, I think. Is no, that I think right? we're okay against the Raiders. But, um, yeah. I, thought it was more I mean, cold, again, another right? away trip in the back of origin. You yeah. don't know what's going to come out of the Broncos in this. Canberra should do it, but I'm always going to hit the Broncos. Anyway. Raiders. Uh, I'm going to take the Raiders, but not by many. Okay. Mm. Uh, this, what could have been one of the games of the year, but might not be because some people might not play, but 7.30pm. Saturday night, Adelaide Oval, Roosters Storm. Storm. <sighs> excuse me, excuse you, Ornament Storm. With or without. It's a, is that your that take is, on Adelaide? That's really important if they back up or Sorry? not. Is that your take on Adelaide? Just yawns? Yeah. Mm. Uh, Adelaide is like. Saturday's, you know, four games back up. Now yeah, Storm. I think the big dogs will back up, Storm. Yeah. Storm for me, too. Uh, 2 p.m. Sunday. Uh, UOW, Dragons, Oval, move on. Dragons and Knights. Dale, do you accept that you're, you are the curse if they lose this game? They lose to the Knights at home. Yes. Do you accept that you are the curse? Good. And 4 p.m. at Milo Yiannopoulos Stadium, Sharks hosting... <laughs> yes. Sharks hosting Manly. That's great. I think you to pick the last game. Dragons. <laughs> were you, you going to pick the Knights? No, and I think it's a good game to get back in form for the Dragons. Mm. Uh, this one, I'm going away from the Sharkies. 
think the Sharks are the better team. The Sharks should win, but I'm just going to go. This Manly team just wins some games they shouldn't as well. And back of origin again, I'm going to pick Manly to do it down at Sharks. I mean, Park. this is a big trip for them, though. I mean, for Manly, this bridge. is at least... There's, there's two bridges, because you've got to go over Botany Bay as well. Yeah, but I'm just going to do it. We've got to pick some upsets. That's my upset. Yeah, I think Manly in a very close one, to be honest. Mm. To uh, power with a feeder should be good. Oh, wow. Mm. That They could explode. They could <laughs> run into each other and explode. Yeah, so Bungard. Bungard, your tip? Sharks. Hmm. Okay, well, let's get out of here this time. That's the show. Uh, say goodbye, Dale. Uh, goodbye, Dale. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Say that, everyone. Goodbye from me. What? Bring it on. Look for me, lost in the whirlwind. 96, Bonnie and Clyde, me and my girlfriend. Doing 85 when we ride, dropping this water set. Born as a ghetto child, raised in this whirlwind. Come on, I'm shower years, recalling tears. Heart lakes with venom, smoking shirt, drinking malt liquor. Father, forgive us, me and my girlfriend. Bustin' fell in love with the struggle. Hands on the steering wheel, clutch, watch me bail out, bustle. Fuck them all, watch them fall, screaming. Automatic gunfire, exercising all demons. My body else on the side, my cock. Ready to die, we bail out to take the jail back Niggas unite, our first date Can't wait to see you naked Touch you in every secret place I can hardly wait to bust freely Got you wearing hot, you so happy to see me Made the front page, prime time, live on TV Nigga, my girlfriend, maybe 45, but she still live One shot, begging niggas for a beat, stop What? I'm busting on you punk-ass niggas Run, nigga, run! I'm on your ass, nigga! Run, nigga, duck in the house! Nigga, I'm on all you bitches!
take you around. 17, like Brandy, you just wanna be down. Talking loud when I tell you be quiet. You move the crowd, bustin' rounds, activating the ride. That's why I love you so. No control down the road, unleashed. After it hit, you break apart. Been back to one piece. Much love to my one and only girlfriend, the world is ours. Just hold me down, baby, witness the power. Never leave a nigga alone. I love you, black or chrome. Turn this house into a happy home. Me and my girlfriend. All I need in this life is say It's me and my girlfriend. Down the ride to the bloody day. Just me and my girlfriend. All I need in this life is say